0: Um, all right, y'all. We've got a packed show today. So coming on with me in a few minutes will be David Green. We'll be doing some live trading with David Green. Uh, then we've got Triangle Health CEO coming on at 12:30. Uh, Gene, Gene Munster, Joel, and Todd will be joining us at 1 p.m. Then Gareth Salway from In the Money Stocks at 1:30. Uh, so, so again, packed show. Let's go ahead and get started. This is Ben Zingewa. Mr. Israel, and producer A.B. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? I'm- Someone told me buy high, sell higher. So.
1: Let's get Matt and Hammond on and talk to my peers. Jake Wojcic from Spider.
2: We have a... <laughs> we'd be patient here, guys and girls. I'm Mr. Catching, uh- David. Yo, yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Fed Day. What's going on, everybody? Pleasure to be here, as always
0: pleasure to have you david so what have you been trading this morning
2: all right david green mr jimmy hoffa <laughs> let's see we have been trading a lot of stuff this morning um i think we had seven trades this morning we are kind of on hold now until the fed comes in we're watching the video right now we had a trade earlier this morning in the video on the short side if you guys remember the technical analysis that we're using here right we use all our moving averages and pivot points and the video gave us a nice short trade when it spiked up to our pivot point up here at um, right around 290. We entered that trade short and we were able to take like 50 cents and a dollar out of it. So that was one of the trades that we did. Yeah, we canceled Microsoft guys. Microsoft's getting the smack of that. Um, so we're looking at the video right now and we're in, the, we're in the take it easy mode for the rest of the day. So we're looking for things that are going to real extreme. So. Nvidia, we're looking now. We were looking at our sixty-five EMA. You can see how it's coming in pretty nicely here. But we're going to be a little more patient. We're going to wait for our two hundred, which is down around two eighty-three thirty-five. So we're going to put an order in in Nvidia to buy a little of two eighty-three
0: thirty-five. So, so, so David, I want to talk about what stocks will get hit hard if if the Fed announces a raise of rates, and which stocks will do well on a raise of rates, and vice versa. If they announce, okay, we're gonna. Um, push back the date we're going to raise rates. Then what stocks will do well and what stocks will get hit?
1: You
2: would think. I mean, one of the things that we're going to be concentrating on are the financials, right? So the way we'll follow the financials is with FAS and FAS, FAS and FAS. Those are the ETFs for the financials, and FAS is the bull. So if they're going to hint at raising rates, that should be better fine for the financials. We'll look for some technical analysis to trade the FAS. So that's one thing we're going to be keeping our eyes on the financials. We will also be watching gold, right? Gold will be affected by whatever decision rate they make. And of course, you guys were talking about Bitcoin, right? So yes, we'll sir. Be, we'll absolutely be keeping a close eye on Bitcoin too. It's interesting in Bitcoin, we, we tested a level and we're actually on it again right now for like the third or fourth time. I'll show you guys what I'm looking at on a daily chart, right? So we all know we're down severely from the highs. But we have tested, I'm going to call it, you know, 47,000 just for an even number. Once, twice, three times now. Usually when something tests a level three times and we break through that, we're heading for lower levels. So be very interesting. We'll keep our eyes on Bitcoin. And the way we will trade Bitcoin is with Mara. We'll just stick to Mara. Because Mara is very tightly correlated to the price of Bitcoin and actually trades exactly with it. You know, you see Mara made a high of $83 when Bitcoin was flying all the way up there. Now it looks, you know, it looks the same as the Bitcoin chart. So I'm going to go to a weekly level. And here we go in Mara, right? Yeah, if you can something...
0: see it. At... Go ahead. I was just going to say, it looks like it's at Mount Mara's at that previous support too.
2: Almost. It's getting there, Right. So down from 83, if we get a big smack of DACA in Bitcoin, $31, guys and girls, will be a level that I'm very interested in um, buying a little Mara. That is our 65 EMA on a weekly chart. So that should provide some pretty stern support if we would get a smack down to that level. And below that, we got 20. So, you know, my first inclination, I'm not even going to put some orders out just in case something crazy happens in Mara around $31. That is a weekly level we never know what's going to happen with these announcements. You know, everybody's asking me, uh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? You know, I'll give you two schools of thought, guys. Let me just go through a couple of trades my guys are posting here. Myrna, yes, 275.40 is good. Roblox, Roblox has been a good trader for us today. It's been in a nice downtrend all day. You know, when stocks are in downtrends, they tend to stay in that direction. Um, We can try a quick double bottom in Roblox, yes. Let's look at Tesla. Tesla's been getting smacked, right? Elon Musk keeps selling stock. Let's look at Tesla on a little. Uh I want to show you this from this morning, Aaron. This was another spectacular You traded on the short us. side? Yeah. I mean, look, we spiked up right to our pivot point, which is another one of our technical analysis um, levels to show us where to buy and sell stocks. Look how it exactly hit that pivot point in a 900 900- a 970 stock hit that pivot point i don't think it went above it by 50 cents right and you gotta was, have
0: some serious uh cojones to short tesla
2: well here's the gig okay you really don't because what we'll do in a stock like tesla is we'll just cut our size you know if i'm in a stock where i'm normally trading 500 or a thousand shares right and i'm in tesla i'm probably going to risk two or three dollars so instead of doing 500 or a thousand shares i'll do 50 shares and if it goes $2 against me or $3 against me, I'm losing $150. But the risk-reward is that I'm not going to look to cover it until it goes down at least $5. And here's where we would cover the stock when it came down to a support level early, about 956. So that's, that's $16 in Tesla that you didn't really have to think about covering it until it got to that level.
0: Yeah. So I mean, now I mean it... go ahead. Go
2: ahead. No, you go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say it's it's the chart. I mean, if you go out on a on a you know daily or weekly, it's just it's just in an ugly trend right now. And I mean, I don't know. Um, This seems like one of those stocks that if the Fed, if Powell comes out and they do announce a raise of rates, this seems like one that could get hit pretty hard.
2: Yeah, and so what? What are we gonna? This is the times, especially in stocks like this, that I start to get a little uh, watch list ready of stocks that I would like to pick at if something really crazy happens. Right? So Tesla look i'm going to let's go to the weekly We probably have something sooner look we just broke a big weekly level in tesla right right around 954 dollars so we just broke that weekly level the next real spot for me is our daily level down around 800 that is the next real spot that i would seriously consider getting into um, tesla again and then our weekly you know something really wackadoodle happens we have 705 so Everything that we do and that we're going to be doing is just based on our technical levels. You know, people are asking me, what do you think the Fed is going to do today? Okay. From a trader's perspective, I could care less. I, I don't care what they're going to do. We are just going to react to what it is that they that they do do and what they say that they do do. We have done a couple of little um, what I call lottery tickets in the VXX in case we get a big move in the uh, SPY or the markets one way or the other. Before we get out of here, I'll tell you what what we did in that. You know, Tesla for a trade, look at it, guys. It's just hitting our pivot point right around $932. Wouldn't be surprised if we get a little bounce from here. Again, we we are in just total watch mode, and we're not putting any money at risk until after this stuff happens, after the Fed comes out. Unless something wackadoodle happens, right? What are you guys looking at? All right, let's look at the video here, guys. Yeah. Let's get out 283.40 small in the video. I like that. That's our 200 EMA. We want it to be on this pop down. So a lot of things are starting to take profits in right now, right? We can see a lot of the stocks that were up much higher this morning starting to come in a little bit. So a little profit taking going on. So if we're looking at the video to get to our 200 EMA, we want it to go fast as we do in every single trade that we do. If it doesn't go fast down there, we'll cancel. We'll go down to the double bottom. This was a trade that was done very early in the video, right on the market open. Spiked down, hit our support level at 281. Five minutes later, the stock went up $9 and then hit a little short level over there. So, again, you can see we're getting a little bounce now. So we'll probably cancel that order. So as far as the Fed is concerned, right, we're going to wait. We're going to react rather than act before it. If anybody out there can tell me what you think is going to happen to this market before the Fed announcement, please let me know.
0: <laughs> I think it's going to go up or down.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> All right, so we just got a little NVIDIA 283.40. We will have a 50 cent stop on it. We'll try to sell some around 283.70 to get started. Try to take a little
0: profits. We can. Uh, 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 uh. Do you still have your long, uh, like long-term, like long long position in NVIDIA, or did you trim some of that when it No, like, we all trimmed the way some up? of that.
2: What we, what I do have is um, we started to buy a little SoFi again. Let me show you. Started to buy a little SoFi again. Um, and again, this is a long-term trade. The stock just went. Oh, we just got stopped out in the video, guys. So let me show you a trade that just didn't work, guys. Okay, look at the video. It hit our 200 EMA. We got stopped out for a 50 cent loss. Now the stock just spiked down to two, 280.66. We're going to buy a little down here, guys. Let's try grabbing a little uh, NVIDIA down here. Ah, look at that, guys. So you see we lost 50 cents. We just missed getting in at two, two 285 for a dollar trade on the upside. Wow. Did anyone get the pivot point down there, guys? That would have got you right back the 50 cents that we just lost. Just went up a $1.50, $1.50 from the pivot point. So that was a little bit of an overreaction, guys. You see how fast that went down there and hit a support level and then ripped all the way back up. And it missed a double bottom by $0.06. Cents. That is sick. That is absolutely sick. So you guys just saw a quick, um, hold on one sec. A quick trade that failed and a quick trade that worked for a lot more than we failed right so we lost 50 cents on that trade that just yielded $2 guys a $2 trade off the uh off the uh pivot point yeah that's all right adam it happens all right so talking about the fed if anyone out there can tell me uh what they think is going to happen after this announcement then they're 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 a much better trader than i am i can tell you that right now so again, guys, we didn't, we weren't quick enough to get in down there, but that was a spectacular $2 trade. Okay. Kurt, you added to your trade down there. Well, then you're well in the money. I would take my profits now. So again, everything we do is technical analysis. And I think the most important thing, here's the gig guys, right? If we didn't take our little 50 cent loss in the video, it turns into a $3 loss. So we take our loss and then we get back in on the next technical level, which gave us $2. Chris, you got a dollar 50 on that. Very good. Excellent very nice guys and girls. So these are the opportunities that we look, uh, we look for every single day. I got to fill on the video for a spread, corporate water whipsawed. We're both wrong. It's going to be sideways forever. I actually believe a lot of fed announcement is priced in. Sometimes it is guys. Sometimes it is, you know, look, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. We just want volatility, Aaron. That's all we want. I want volatility. I want the market to move up or down a lot.
0: Okay. That's the best for traders.
2: Exactly right. And you can see what just happened in the video, right? How cool is that? I mean, look, spike down, and then spike all the way down to our pivot point for a beautiful trade. So that was very nice. Uh, SoFi, yeah, guys, I'll talk about SoFi for a couple of minutes, okay? So um, we started a tiny little SoFi. Guys, if you remember the last time I was on a few months ago, right? Thank you, Freddie. We had SoFi as a long-term swing trade at $14. And if you remember, we sold that stock between 21 and 23. And I'll show you the daily chart in so far. Okay, so here's the last time we were in. When we were down here again, around 14 bucks, right here. We sold the stock between 21 and $23. And now we started buying the stock back again, right around 14. So we start with a tiny, tiny amount. I will add to it down a dollar from here at 13. And then below 13, I'll probably start getting aggressive at 12 and 11. And again, this is a long term hold now, unless, you know, we get a big bounce and we make six, seven, eight points, which we did last time. So when you're getting into a swing trade and it's a company that you believe in and you want to stay with it for a while, start with your absolute smallest amount. Look, if we get the the bottom when we buy our smallest amount, fine. And you average into it until you get your full trade on. And then you're comfortable with the position and the amount of shares that you have. And then you hang out and let it play out. That's the way we enter into a swing trade. Now, look, guys and girls, I never trade anything big. All right. I am a guide for all of my traders. Okay. I spend 99 percent of my day teaching people how to do this. So, you know, it depends on what your size is. If you if you're willing to get into a thousand share position and so far, you start with 100 shares here it goes down a dollar, you add 200 shares. If it goes down $2, you add 700 shares. You have your full position in a stock that you're comfortable with, and you're ready to go. Right? You guys um, know that I have, you know, I've had Apple in my portfolio for many, many years. I sold stock last week. So it's prudent even at times when you're in a long-term position, when stocks get a little overvalued or overdone, in my opinion, you take some profits. So, you know, I so- sold it. A- go ahead, Alan.
0: Uh, going back to SoFi for a second. So I know you like it long term, but I'm curious, kind of, what we, what can we expect out of SoFi with the announcement today? I know you're not going to be able to know if it's going to go up or down, but we talked about how financials could benefit. Um, of course, when we're talking about the financial stocks, we're talking about the big banks, JP Morgan, yeah, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America. Um, but... SoFi is kind of in that industry. I mean, it's seen more as a, a, a definitely a growth stock, a tech stock compared to, to the big financials. But is there any argument that, hey, if the other financials are going up because SoFi is in lending and, and in all these other things, that it could go up too?
2: That's a great question, Aaron. Uh, it should, right? It, you would think that it would if all the other stocks in the same group are going up. I think some, at some point, too, and guys, look, this is just my opinion, okay? I think SoFi could be a takeover candidate at some point. You know, if we look at... And guys, please, don't trade based on this. I think Robinhood has to do something at some point, right? This is a stock oh. that has just gotten absolutely decimated. Please, I still have people that come into my room that are stuck in this stock from much, much higher prices, right? We're down from $85, the stock's trading at $17. I think... It's, look, I think SoFi is is the future. They have a lot of different things that they're doing. It's not just a regular bank. It's not just a regular investment firm. And again, this is just my opinion. You know, is Robinhood going to do something at some point to shore up or to get things moving in the right direction? I don't know. I think it would be a good strategic partner with SoFi if they wanted to do something. And I'll tell you, yeah, you can wait to buy in a 10, Sam. I can tell you what we're doing. Um, I'm going to sell some, um, out of the money puts in SoFi. At around the ten-dollar range, and either collect premium or add to my position if it gets down to ten bucks. Yes. Fed announcement is at two o'clock, guys. That's when they come out and say we're not raising rates today. That's when they're going to give us a hint. I mean, they got to get over this inflation thing already and stop with the it. transitory because it's not anymore, right? So they might say, you know, inflation's not transitory anymore. We're going to have to start doing something about it uh, soon. I think that's what everybody's expecting, right? And then uh, Bernanke comes on at 2.30 and bores us for an hour and a half and talks about absolutely nothing. Usually what I can tell you guys is you'll get a knee jerk today and then tomorrow and Friday is when you'll get the real move in the market, right? Tomorrow and Friday is when you'll get follow through either to the upside or the downside. This is usually what happens, either to the upside or the downside. And that'll give us a true indication of which way the market's gonna go. So we'll see what happens. I was looking at selling a put 12, 10, 12, 50, 10 spread. For, I like it, Voodoo. I like it. I like it. Um, so uh, anyone want to talk about a couple? I know we only have a few minutes left, guys. One thing that I want to talk about before we go. Zach, we are probably not making any more trades until after the Fed, unless something sets up for us to do. Like, you know, NVIDIA was a very unusual trade down there. That was a beautiful setup. So, yeah, we'll see. Oh, let's talk about AMC for a couple of minutes. My favorite stock in the world. Um, anyone who has been with me for any amount of time knows that I do not like AMC. I have never liked AMC. I don't like AMC now. Uh, I love going on TikTok or Tic or whatever the hell it is. And there's still people on there. And God bless them. God bless them. The stock's going to 10000 The stock's going to 5000 The stock's going to $700. Yada, yada, yada. Again, I go by technical analysis, right? And if I look at this stock on a weekly level. Now, forget about being at 72. We know it was a big a big meme stock, right? The next level of support I have in this stock is 18 bucks. And I think that is a gigantic level for this stock, and I'll tell you why. If we cannot hold the $18 level, and again, then I think all bets are off in this stock. Uh, My personal opinion is that this company was in big trouble before the pandemic, right? We know that it was a $2 stock, you know, nobody's going to the movies anymore. Things have changed. So anyway, that's how I feel about the stock. I've had a short bias for the last $50. We had a dead cap bounce in this stock from a way oversold position, which is what happened. I mean, we got down to a relative strength in this on a daily chart guys of, you know, very, very low historically for this stock and we had a big bounce from about the 2050 level I I, Go ahead.
0: I, I remember when, when amc was before it was just going straight down when it was going up and down you, you were trading it almost every day absolutely
2: yeah it, when, when a stock is volatile like this it is a great trading vehicle 150 percent what I don't what what we preach here guys and girls is that never get caught in any of these meme stocks that is a recipe for disaster you know, we've had a well, I don't know of... how you
0: get I don't know how you get caught in a stock in general. If you're down 50% and you want to get out, just sell it.
2: Yeah, well, here's the gig. You know, when, when AMC was 72, people thought it was going to 720. I mean, when GameStop was $483, right? It was going to 5,000.
0: And You tell me GameStop stock isn't going to 5,000? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think GameStop can ultimately and not even ultimately, but I don't think it's worth more than seventy or seventy five dollars. All right, but well
0: we, again, we, know, we we know we know your opinion on AMC opinion. and GameStop. Mm-hmm. I, I see a few tickers in the chat that some people want me to nice ask doing. you about. Uh Smith and Wesson, SWBI. I guess a little gunplay here. I don't know. Is there catalyst? Are we are we expecting a new uh <laughs> That's a great when, question. When, when, when COVID hit, people... for oh, I don't know, Yeah, let's go
2: back to the weekly. You'll see when COVID hit, right? what why, why? I don't up know. to $40. Why? Because the purge was coming.
0: I know. I don't understand <laughs> the logic. A respiratory disease is going around the country, so we all need to go out and buy guns? It makes no yes. sense to me. <laughs> Well, well, the, the, the same
1: coming. thing. Well, the same thing happened when when. Uh, well,
0: Spencer, w- nice of you to join us. Thank you, Aaron.
1: I'm well glad to be here. When when Biden got elected, it's the same idea, right? Oh no, the the, the they're gonna uh, do all this gun control. Buy your gun right now. Oh wait, people are gonna buy guns right now. Let's buy Smith and Wesson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, listen, this wasn't the only stock that did that then, right? There's a hundred examples of it. But again, let's go yeah. technically, okay, guys? We're trading at eighteen bucks. Look, this is this is a good company. It's a good long-term company. I, they're not going out of business. They've been in business for seven hundred years. That's Fifteen true. bucks is my price. All right, that's my weekly support level in SWC. I'd be an investor down there. Fifteen bucks is my price. That's where I'd start looking at SWC for for a longer-term trade. What else we got, guys? Ford, about six people. Have uh, asked about Ford. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I've I've been seeing Ford uh, thrown out there a lot in the chat. So we'll, we'll hit that for you, Lena. And then after that, Darren's asking about some casino gambling plays. I know I know we used to talk about Donkey Kong all the time. All the time. Uh, we'll take a look at it. We'll take a we'll, look at it. Look at that spe- one Speaking of stocks that have just gotten hammered. Donkey Kong,
2: yeah. yes, 100%. I, I know it's DraftKings, guys. We call it Donkey Kong. Look, Ford is a beautiful uptrend, right? I mean, that's gorgeous. That is just a spectacular uptrend in the stock. So look, if I'm looking to get into Ford, you can see here it pulled back to 1870, right? It hit our 15 EMA. That was a nice springboard for it to go higher. So a couple of places now. You got, you know, let's call it 19 and then 1776 are a couple of good places to get back into Ford. You know, short term for a trade. Long term, if we can ever get back to the 1350 to $11 range, that's where you start putting some away. So again, everything I do, even for long-term trades, guys and girls, is based on technical analysis. And, and when I'm looking at a long-term chart, a daily or a weekly chart, if I get to my 65 or my 200 EMA, those are spots I want to start thinking about investing in a stock. Let's look at the Donkey Kong. I and
0: mean, this is just one. <laughs> we got, <laughs> got a what... soundboard, David. You like it? Yeah, that's
2: beautiful. This is like. I don't know. This is one of the ugliest charts I've seen in a long time, right? They're all
1: ugly. That's the point. They're all ugly. (laughs) All right.
2: So look, you know, where's a place to buy this stock? All right. If we look here, guys, when our relative strength got down to about 17, right in here, and you can see we got a big bounce from about 20, a big bounce. Well, we got a bounce from $27 to $33. You know, that's a tradable reversal. So here's what I would look for this thing again, right? If we can get the relative strength guys down to 20 again or lower, that could be a stock to buy a little, a little bit of this stock. Where that happens, I don't know. 24, 23, 22. I mean, Penn National is the same thing, right? Same exact chart. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's the same exact chart.
1: I, I I feel, I feel like I feel bad. People ask us about like. Donkey Kong or AI, right? I see AI in the chat. There's so many of these growth here. or Wejo, right? Like we we can't speak to whether these are good long-term plays or not. Obviously, we don't know the future. But like, frankly, it doesn't matter because they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. All of these stocks are down, the good and the bad. Um, sure. Does does that mean you can come in and like be the hero and 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 and, and buy and catch the bottom?
0: No. Well, no I, I think a lot of the good stocks haven't gotten hammered like some of these other ones you know i mean you look at the oh, apples, like what, the, apple apple um, nvidia the, nvidia
3: well okay
1: that's okay take away those five take away the fangs and, and um, then right. stocks
2: are down 50 60
1: 70
3: percent from their yeah okay
0: yeah. there are a few diamonds out there but yeah ultimately david there uh, I I think you've been doing this maybe a couple years longer than me. The, the trading, just a couple. Thing.
1: Just he's not that old. Just a couple,
0: uh, maybe two or three. <laughs> but uh, there seems to be this sentiment out there with like these newer traders that are they, essentially. I've been seeing this thrown around on Twitter, TikTok, like you said, that if they raise rates, it's over. The market's gonna crash. All these stocks are gonna are gonna go down. I mean, is that true, or is it more of just like a, a short term thing?
2: <laughs> Let's look at history. Has it ever been true? No. Have we ever had a crash that the so-called crash that the market didn't come back from? Not once in history. Hell right?
1: no. Hell uh, that's no. That's what I'm
2: saying. Here's the, here's the gig. Here's the thing with a lot of, look, we've got, what, 100 million new traders since um, COVID hit, right? 100 million new retail traders. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Uh, maybe five of them have seen what a bear market is. No, no trader out there that started trading knows what a bear market is. They would not know. They'd all be out of business, right?
1: I think Dave, one of you, David. David, um, unless you were around for the the financial crisis, you've never. Seen, and this goes for Aaron and I, obviously. Like we've never seen a bear market. I guess like, right. last year. Last year kind of counts, but last year was so weird. What for two weeks? And right, it, yeah, right. That's exactly <laughs> right.
2: A bear. A bear market can last for ten years, guys. I mean, yeah. there's been times in history where, Things have gotten so bad it took 10 years to get back to the places that we were. Yeah. We're not in that environment anymore either, guys and girls. That's never going to happen. In my opinion, that's never going to happen again. All right. Golding. It's just not. It's a different time. Things don't last that long. You know, when we were in this, when we were in the throes of the pandemic last year, I said the market would close at new highs that year. And we did. It's just a different market now. You know, we're so forward looking now that any big, thing that happens in this market. is just another buying opportunity. That's what it is. My point of this is that people out there, if you want to learn how to trade, you should learn how to be short stocks at times. Because believe it or not, we can make a lot of money when the markets are going down. And that's what all these millennials and new people who are trading, they don't even know what shorting is. They don't. They only know one side of a trade. That's to buy something and keep buying it and hope that you're right. That's it. And you know, when markets are going down, that doesn't work, but you can be short stocks and make a shitload of money if you're right. And if you just use your technical analysis to find those levels, you can make a lot of money.
1: The other thing that bugs me is like people, I feel like people get offended if you express a they bearish, do. If you express a bearish yes. view on on their stock. they're They're almost, they almost take it personally. And it's like, why? Why? That's that's the game. That's it. That's the game you're in, right? It's like there are bulls, there are bears. There are two sides to every to every coin. Yeah, well, just because talking... someone just someone expresses a bearish point of view on on your stock, be it AMC or or Apple, frankly, I mean, doesn't that's, that's not a personal attack on you? Like it's that's. Not...
4: Yeah. Exactly.
2: And you know, all of our long term investments take a hit at some time, and that's just the way it is. My, my point to everybody out there is you got to look at both sides of the coin. OK. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are smart traders that are out there to take advantage when things go down. And again, I'm talking about trading, guys. You know, we're talking about a lot of different things, two different things. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about trading and money can be made when Rome is burning. You just have to know the right things to do. So I'm not talking about long- look long term investments when the market crashes, so-called crash. You never sell and you buy more. It's worked for 150 years, but from a trader's perspective, there's a lot of different ways to make money when you're trading, right? Yeah. And it doesn't mean it. Look, I sold a bunch of Apple, right? I I've owned Apple for 30 years. I love the stock. It's the great, in my opinion, it's the greatest stock in sliced bread. But the stock got overbought. Look at it on a weekly chart. Okay, this, does that mean I don't like Apple anymore? No, but the stock got way overbought on a weekly chart. You sell some hoping to buy it back if it pulls back to a cheaper price. So, you know, Dad, I hear something David, w-
1: David, there's a question. What do you think of Elliott Wave, or Elliott Waves, plural?
2: <sighs> for short term, it's, it's more for long-term trading, right, Elliott Waves. And the market moves in different cycles. Well, you know what? For eight years or seven years, the market has moved in one cycle up, right? So I don't know. There's people that have been calling for this market to crash for the last three years and, and it hasn't happened. I don't pay attention to it. Let's put it that way. I don't pay attention to it for the long term and I don't pay attention to it for short term.
1: Yep. Yep. I, I think, you know, we're all um, products of the market environment that we grew up in. And for people like myself, for example, like I, I feel like I grew up in, like, you know, everyone that basically grew up in a post 08, world uh, post a big short world had that moment kind of color everything for them. And you have people that, that saw that movie or read that book and saw what happened in 08 09, And, and now they can't help themselves. Now they have to call the top, right? There's always a crash, a boogeyman coming and eventually they'll be right, but they yeah, will be, huh. right. Exactly. Exactly. Or they will be right for the wrong reasons. Right. And it's like, uh, if you want to be the person to always say, Oh, you know, watch out, the crash is coming, fine. But know that you st- statistically speaking, you will be wrong like 90% of the time. Just understand that. Right. I mean,
2: you know, let's go back. First of all, when the sky was falling, this is COVID, right? When the spiders hit 218. When the sky was falling here, we were going lower than that, and, and the market was just, you know, going to go out of business. So what are we, two years now? Almost two years? right? Not
1: even, yeah. yeah. It'll
2: be two years in, I guess, March right, or February. Look at the markets done. I mean, it's never – look at the trend line in this market from a year and a half ago. Look at this, guys. Know, Has it, it ever it, even broken the trend? In almost sk- two years, you know, we've gone up from 218 to 473, okay. which is about 150%. The trend is your friend, guys. Anyone who's calling for this market to have a crash or whatever at some point, Uh, we haven't even broken a trend line in 18 months.
1: Okay. If if I can contrarian, if I can contradict us right now, David, now pull up the IWM. The IWM actually doesn't even look as bad as you would think it does. If you look at the IWM versus a lot of stuff in the IWM, the IWM actually does not look bad. Let's go back uh, to when we were at
2: 96 bucks. okay? Sure.
1: Wow, is that how low we got? We got to 96. 96. Wow, here we go. Beautiful
2: uptrend, beautiful uptrend, beautiful uptrend. Still kind of hanging, hanging, hanging. Yeah, so what is this telling us now? Uh, What? Hey, you want to talk about Elliott Wave and all the people. What this is telling people now is sometimes the small caps are showing us what's going to happen in the overall market, right? hasn't been the case. The small caps are down in the last, I don't know, month. We're down 11%, right? down 11% in the small caps in the last month. The spiders are what one and a half percent from our all-time highs. Mm-hmm. So you know, this to me could be showing little danger sides, but it doesn't seem to matter now. which just look, I'm, I'm of the opinion we're going to get a nice correction soon, you know, within the next six months. But and I will put my money where my mouth is by buying VXX calls and stuff like that. But this is a danger signal to me.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah also people are so uh people remember well you know the the literal v bottom that we had last year and they don't want to miss that again so um yeah look that was a
2: i'm not going to say a once in a lifetime but i'm going to say that was a generational oh it was
1: it was definitely a once in a generation type of thing no doubt about
2: that it was a a generational trading opportunity and that's what got all the, the, the the millennials involved in this market and You know, it's like the dot-com in the 90s. You just had to learn to say sold, otherwise you got wiped out eventually, right? And a lot of these people don't know what the word sold is because everything's going to the moon. That's it. There is no downside. And they keep defending these things no matter what happens. And the short squeeze is coming, and the short squeeze is coming, and the short squeeze is coming. Yeah, well, good luck to you because the short squeeze ain't coming anytime soon. (laughs)
1: David Green joins us every single week, usually on Tuesdays. But yesterday was a weird day. You can uh, uh, see his course. It's Wall Street Global Trading Academy. It's in the description of this video. Uh, check it out. David, uh, it, is, it is always a pleasure to chat with you, sir. Uh, wait, did we talk about we talked about the Fed already, right? We did. Yes, we did. I yes, was, we was, did. OK. I, me, me, I, I, <laughs> I was listening and also multitasking, but we did talk about the Fed. I'm just making sure. Let me add two quick things, guys, yeah. please.
2: Anyone who's with us today, I don't know how many people are here. Go to D Green. D Green. What's my my, uh, Yahoo number? D Green 927.
1: Dude, I I hate that when you have like a thing that you know so well and you Ah, you just blank on it and it's like, yeah.
2: So quick, guys. Anyone who's with us today, send me an email. You can come hang out in my trading room for the next five days. Watch us trade live. If you do it right now, you'll be in here to watch us trade the Fed. D Green 927 at Yahoo.com. I'll let you in the room. Okay.
0: Yep. It's up there don't on the screen. Be, shoot David an email. Say you saw shoot me an and email. Zingo. You're coming right into the room right now. Do not. And again, guys,
2: Benzinga, Benzinga Pro. It is a tool that is invaluable to everybody in my room as far as trading is concerned. Uh, no, go to greenroom-live.com. You got to send me an email. I'll send you the link, guys. Otherwise, Boom. you can't get in. The send link will email. not work. The link is down because we don't accept visitors except my Benzinga friends. Oh, dgreen green right. No, don't go to greenroom live.com. You can't get in.
1: Don't do D- that. Don't click on that link. Send him an email. The link was on the email was on the screen. Correct.
2: Do that. dgreen nine two seven. Right
5: there.
2: Uh, Benzinger Pro, guys, it is the best tool out there. I could not trade without it. It is as important to me as any of my moving averages. We're always doing a two week free trial, right, guys? Yeah. Always. Oh, actually, always we're, doing doing- spe-
1: we're, we're doing a We're doing an end of year special. Uh, and that special is. Come on, Spencer. Where are we at? The special is promo code uh promo code Jolly thirty five to get thirty five percent off. Jolly Ooh. as in like Jolly Santa Claus, you know, J O L L Y Jolly thirty five to get thirty five percent off.
2: Guys, you're silly if you don't take advantage of that, right? And there's a two week free trial, so you gotta jump all over that. But we couldn't trade without it. Thank you guys for having me.
1: Of David, course, David, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you on the other side of the Fed abyss, whatever, wherever that leads us.
2: Yes, we're either going to go up or down after this happens.
1: I agree. <laughs> that is that is certainly going to happen. That, that's certainly going to happen. David, have a you, All right, you guys, right. too. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, how do we get David's email off the screen? I All can right. do that. You can do that? Okay. Hmm. My phone's ringing right now. I'm not there to answer it. Oh, well, tough.
0: Anyway. Uh, how are we doing today, AB? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? I saw Anthony Wilson in the chat asking me how my Robin Hood's is looking. It's actually not looking too bad today. It is in the red. But, um, you know, we'll see if, if my plays swing green after the Fed announcement. I did pull uh, uh, the majority of my money out of my Robin Hood account just to... Really? I, I, well, I needed some cash just for oh, holiday for not expenses. Unrelated
1: to the market.
0: Yeah, just like, oh. you know, I'll use this money that's in here to buy some gifts for my family, maybe maybe cover some of my travel expenses, et cetera. Well, you know, retail sales in November was came in lower than expected. Is that because you didn't do your buying yet? Is that, is that why? I have not. No, I did I did zero Black Friday or Cyber Monday shopping this year.
1: I, I bought this on, on Black Friday. This is from Uniqlo. I've gotten several comments today about it. This is the most comfortable sweatshirt that I've ever had in, in my life. Uniqlo. If you're I, if you're in the Midwest, we don't have them except for Chicago, really. Uh, but they're on the
0: East Coast, they're on the West Coast, they're in Japan. Check it out. I I went to, uh, yeah, I do need to buy a new shirt, Voodoo. This is my this is my green shirt though. I'm trying to, I'm trying to to summon some green today after the Fed meeting with my green shirt. Sue me. Uh, but yeah, I actually went to the Uniqlo down in Chicago a, a month or two ago and bought a winter coat from there. And then I got back here and decided I didn't really like the winter coat. So uh, maybe I'll go. Return that and get something more like you have because I do like that, Spencer. Yeah, uh, Anthony Wilson, Anthony, were you the
1: one that said I, I looked like a monk? Maybe I look like a monk. I don't care. I'm so comfortable right now. It looks good. It feels good. That's all that matters. All right. So long, Uniqlo. I didn't,
0: Spencer. I didn't know we were doing that. I didn't know we we. You know, I come here in a polo, nice collared shirt. I know we could just roll up in hoodies. All right. If that's where I, if that's how you want to play today i
1: am just saying <laughs>
0: uh, I didn't know. I'm glad. Now tomorrow I'll I'll, I'll adjust accordingly. <laughs> that's how you want
1: to play fine. I'll adjust tomorrow. Accordingly. Tomorrow AB and his PJ's. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let let us know what you guys let us know what you guys want to talk about. It is kind of a quiet day. We are all kind of waiting on the same exact thing. It's not very often that the entire market is just looking at the same the same event, but that's that's where we are today.
0: So there's really not much in the way of movers. Do you think Jerome Powell knows right now like what he's gonna announce. Cause I like to think of it in my head that he's just like driving to the meeting, like All right, <laughs> driving like, to the meeting. He's like, he's like 5050, he's on the fence and he's like, ah, I'm feeling I'm feeling like we should push back rates today. Like he's gonna make a last minute decision. All
1: right. Um, first off, it's a two day meeting. So they've been they've been meeting uh in a conference room since yesterday. Okay. All right. Um I don't actually know what time the meeting ends per se. I just know that the announcement, the press release, is out at two o'clock. So I would presume that uh, it's wrapped up a couple hours before that, right? Because they got to get the press release out. They got to do make sure they're all they're on the same page. Um, get him to the podium so he can speak at two thirty. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure that maybe they're done by now. The, the decision's already made. It's just a question of. Uh, Releasing it, and then and then the real the real fun comes after afterwards with the press conference because you know he gets peppered with questions, uh, and this is this is now this will be his first press conference um, in quite a while with like job security, right? Because he just got nominated again for a second term, so now it's like the gloves are off. The you know he, he already pivoted uh, a month ago uh, when he said forget the word transitory inflation is probably a little bit more permanent than, than that. So. It could be a fireworks uh, kind of day at two we'll, thirty. We'll we'll find out. But two p.m. for the decision, two thirty for the press conference. Uh, you will be able to watch that on Benzinga. We'll be streaming his press conference, uh, YouTube.com/slash Benzinga. Aaron and I will not be on the air, but you can. We'll be there on the chat. You can watch together with us while we all listen and hear what Jerome Powell has to say. Um, and either things go up, things go down, or things can go sideways. That's always the third yeah, option. Yeah, I'm not very bullish on things going sideways. If you ever want to have like s- some like split second fun, I'm sure those of you who are actively trading have seen this before. But you know, pull up your like level two quotes at like 159, or like not even like 159, like 50, like a few seconds beforehand, and just watch everything just disappear. There are no bids out there. There are no orders out there in the seconds before uh the, the, the press
0: release hits. Like the everyone just clears the deck. Hey, we've got a we've got a new A B in the chat. A B says we will likely postpone tapering to the second uh quarter. <laughs> good to know. Wait a minute.
1: Dude that that would be a complete reversal. Hold on. That would be a complete reversal.
0: Oh my god. We, we we a spy would finish up like 4% today if that happens. 4%?
1: I was thinking like 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 more than that, but that would be a that would be a 180 What's foot. the
0: best uh what was the best day for spy on, like during the recovery from COVID? I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's Look it up. Can what we the best we, day for spy last 5 years? Can we um Oh here. man. I found an article from 2015. That's not going to work. Not helpful here
1: let's share let's share my screen let's go to my pro all right i have amc up there but let's 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 get that off the chart uh so where's my pro come on there it is okay spy okay so we're going spy and we're going to go to zoom and we're going to zoom out and we're going to go to uh to last year we're going to 2020 we're going to go to march or or april i guess i don't really know um this will be a fun exercise so the best day that the spy had on any given day during when she hit the fan last year was um on a percentage basis
0: oh that was a pretty big big day on on march 13th what is your method right are you just going through each candle do you see the biggest yeah, one well
1: i i'm looking at a the size of the candle and also the size of the gap from the previous day right so let's just keep zooming in here so uh, what do we got? Um, actually, let's zoom out a little bit. So like you can see like like so March twelfth we closed at uh, this is on the spy we closed at at two forty eight and the next day we we got as high as two seventy one. That's a, that, so that's a, that's what that's an eight percent eight and a half percent move. It's pretty big, right? Uh, March seventeenth we closed up five percent. Uh, we closed up nine percent on the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth may have been the big one, because the bottom was the twenty third. That was the actual bottom. So March twenty fourth was, yeah, the spy closed up nine percent. That was that was it. That was the best day, the first day from the bottom.
0: There you go. Today we all learned. Okay, I, I, I in this article, this is the Dow, but it says the Dow's biggest point gain day was. Yeah, but
1: points are meaningless. Well, percent. Yeah, points are meaningless. You're right. Right. All right. I hate that. I hate the points thing. Can can we just agree as an industry to stop referring to the index moves as points? S&P up. Five hundred points. I don't even know what that means.
0: Yeah, it frustrates me sometimes on the like on the radio if they're going through the tape and they're just saying, "Oh, let's check it on the markets." You know, if you're listening to NPR or something, and they say Nasdaq finished up like eighteen points today. I was like, I have no clue. That gives me no. <laughs> it doesn't tell <laughs> it, me anything. It, it, yeah, I need a percent.
1: If you ask a random person on the street, actually, Aaron, if you ask Aaron and I right now, where is the S and P like where is the S and P five hundred? What is the number? I don't even know, dude. You probably don't know
0: either. I, I have a better idea of what like the SPY composite is that people trade, not what the actual. Like, like the
1: SPY ETF.
0: The SPY ETF is but like if dollars But if you ask me about the
1: index itself, I have no idea. What is that, 4 four? F- I don't know. Oh, let's look it up. I have to cheat. I have to cheat. I don't even know.
0: Anyway. The S&P 500 is at $4,615.
1: okay well that, that w- well, that would make some sense, because the SPY is at 40, 40 uh Oh, no, the SPY is at 2 No. no what? No, the spies
0: at four. I'm, I'm I'm looking at the wrong thing. Spies are four. Oh, is so the, I did, okay. I didn't know the spy ETF was just one tenth of. All right. The more you learn. Yeah. The more you know. But the point, the point still the
1: the point still stands. Okay. Um, we're gonna have our next guest. I hope uh at, on in, in a few minutes, and then I'm looking forward to one o'clock. because one o'clock is when we're gonna have Joel Elkanen on the show. He's gonna bring on Gene Munster and Todd Gordon, and we're talking uh i buying we're talking the apple car um we'll take questions from the chat i'm sure the fed will come up as well uh but joel's got a lot of stuff planned so that'll that'll be a fun segment with joel gene and todd very much looking forward to that in the meantime if you have any questions drop those questions in the chat we will do our best to answer them as we go um wow brian is that real vxx yeah i don't really know anything about any vix secure vix based securities so i try not to screw around with that um what else did we have today ah uh, it's so quiet can we can we take a look at at um how lowe's is doing lowe's and home depot sure i not why not because the lowe's move if, if you guys were there this morning if you're watching come on charts there we go oh yeah they bought the whole they bought the dip they bought the freaking dip on lowe's this move, so okay. If you missed the headline, lawyers gave guidance today. The, uh, oops, out of the blue, unannounced, not scheduled. They just say, "Hey, we're going to give some guidance for uh, for this year, this fiscal year, and next fiscal year." And the guidance that they gave for this fiscal year for sales was the same number they'd previously given. So they just reaffirmed that. And then for the first time, they gave some expectations for next year, and those expectations were that. At a high level, next year is not going to be quite as good as this year. But this year has been amazing. If you zoom out on Lowe's, let's zoom out on that pull up a daily. Boom. <laughs> look at this year in Lowe's. It's been ridiculous. Um, so they like said, look, next year might not be quite as good. But in the grand scheme of things, still pretty good. So what did they do to, this, to the stock? They punished it. They, they you know, Lowe's dropped from, in, in the span of a few minutes, from 253 to, uh, wait a minute. That's not right. Two fifty-five to to uh, two third, to basically eighteen points right there, in in fifteen minutes, and now we're back to the way things were. We're back to yesterday's close above that actually. So it was a Damn, massive. Damn, son, where'd you find a, this? It was a massive buy the dip. The 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 reaction seemed ridiculous to me. It wasn't even a bad headline. They just they reaffirmed the guidance. So they've already raised their guidance for this year twice. So they just reaffirmed that. And they gave some, some, not not blow me away, but definitely not bad estimates for next year. So, anyway, they bought the dip on Lowe's. I bet your Home Depot looks identical. Pull up the Home Depot chart. Oh, what a surprise. Identical. This was a massive overre- overreaction. Gr- great tip to buy if you were listening listen to us on pre-market prep this morning. Not always right, but I was right in this case, so shout out to me.
6: Good job, Spencer.
1: Thank you. Ooh was loud in my ear really okay you didn't have to do it again
0: um what is everyone watching right now throw some tickers out in the chat i'm looking for some names that we think are going to be volatile moving after this fed meeting to me it's any uh essentially high high flying growth stock that we've had uh that have already been getting hammered if we get that interest rates i expect those to continue to move lower so you know your teslas um stocks of that nature can get yeah Larry we'll we'll let's check out on the VIX let's go to VXX uh currently up about four percent but if we zoom out uh, about um, a month on the VIX chart we hit a high on December 3rd um so what was going on on December 3rd that that was after that was that was uh the Monday the big sell-off after Thanksgiving yeah when uh, uh Omicron was right. really like in the headlines. So we're not even really close. I mean, we're... The, the VXX right now, which is just... It, it's a short-term futures ETN from iPath. Ha- has it at twenty two eighty three 83 right now. $22.82. Um, back up on that December 3rd high, we were all the way at $30. So we're nearly like 30% lower than we were just a couple weeks ago. So so while the VIX is moving up, it's not like we're at an, incredi- an incredibly high level right now. Um, of course, very... Capable of spiking after the meeting for sure. Uh, You definitely want to be watching. So there are two things that I'm watching right as it pertains to the Fed. The
1: the real the the ground zero for this trade today is is tech on the one hand and banks on the other, right? Uh, Tech obviously very very sensitive to higher interest rates, right? Growth tech. and banks also very Those are like the mo- the two most sensitive areas of the market as it pertains to um, interest rate changes or or monetary policy as a whole. So um, let's just walk well, through some scenarios here, right? Um, if, if 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 they come out today and the Fed says yes, we're gonna accelerate the the, the tapering. Uh, and then we're going to raise rates when we're done. So we're talking about probably a, a rate hike, maybe in the spring, maybe in the summer. We don't somewhere in that ballpark. That's about what is expected right now. Somewhere, you know, uh, a rate hike is at some point, in the first half of next year, probably towards the end of the first half of next year. Um, that happens. Um, it, the initial reaction, probably, you know, tech sell off, and may, maybe some buying the dipping after that because that that wouldn't be a surprise, but. But um, tech would react to any confirmation of rising rates. So that happens. We get tech sell off. And, and my, my hunch would be we get a little bit of a buy the dip action after that. Uh, rising
0: rates is good for banks. Well, right? here, here's a, a question I brought up earlier. So I'm seeing SoFi thrown out in the chat. Yeah, SoFi is a growth stock. It's a tech stock. Mm. But it's in the financial space. Yeah. I, SoFi, I think, long term will benefit from a raise of interest rates, but I don't think investors will act on that right away. So I think if we see that raise in rates, we'll see SoFi get hit. Um, but maybe that makes it say it goes from $14 to two, to $12. Uh, maybe that becomes a, a better buying opportunity because then in the long term, as they're doing their lending practices and whatnot, they're actually making more money. Uh, I, I could be wrong. And so if I could move with the rest of the, the financials, but it's not seen as a value stock like Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, yep. JP Morgan. That,
1: that's a really great point. Sometimes like you have to think of less about what does the company do and more about, how are they grouped in investors' minds? Oh, they're grouped right? like Robinhood, you know, growth, uh, right, tech. Exactly. So far, SoFi might as well be a bank. I mean, they're going to be a bank one day. We've been waiting for, we've right. been saying this for how long? But Wall Street does not think of SoFi as a bank. They think of SoFi as a growth technology play, a fintech play. And therefore, um, that's the predominant sentiment. And they're more likely to move with tech than they are to move with the banks. Um, whether or not that changes Aaron, uh, i guess it's sort of up to the fact that it depends on whether they get that bank charter or not but but when, when, when i say banks i don't mean like sofi i don't mean all, i don't i don't mean all financials i don't mean visa or paypal or mastercard or american express i mean like the big banks or and the regional banks too i'm talking yeah, like course. goldman morgan jp uh, uh morgan, Stanley, JP morgan Citi, jp morgan city wells bank of america the regionals right you're uh, you're your uh, KRE, right? That's your regional bank ETF, your, uh, your main one. Um, you oh, know-
0: someone in the chat, I'm not going to say their name, but brings up a good point. Lending Club is kind of seen like SoFi, even though it technically is a bank. They're seen more out on the growth tech side and less on the, the uh, we'll call them legacy financial side, right? Yeah. You've got your legacy financials, the names you just rattled off. Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley. Um, but yes yeah, so, so those are, are certainly ones you can play someone else is asking about silver i, I don't oh, I, I don't really care about gold and silver. silver i think it'll be more interesting to see how bitcoin and the cryptos are, are moving that's um, a good point fear king spencer and a long so far yes 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 long term though yeah i'm not long enough
1: like for it to kill me like I'm not sweating that it's down. I'm down. This is my biggest bag right now. Actually, it's kind of my. There
0: own. are a few stocks out there that I, I think like right. truly have the the potential to, um, you know, 10x in the next like 10 years. Like reshape the industry that they're in. And SoFi is one of those. So yeah,
1: SoFi is. Uh, I, I'm down in a couple of stocks right now, and um, SoFi is uh, is the only one of those that I'm not going to sell to do some tax loss harvesting this year. Um, I'm just not. But again, I only like, it's it, it, it's like 2% of my portfolio, right? Like 2% we're talking about. It, so I'm not sweating over it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm down. It's my biggest bag. I'm down uh, 6
0: or $7 in it per
1: share. Um, but I, I, I am sweating.
0: Yeah, and everyone too, I mean, if you're taking in a lot of Uh, just financial media in general, whether you're on Twitter, Reddit, wherever you are, YouTube, you'll see a lot of uh, what I would consider kind of borderline fear-mongering about a a market crash and a bubble and all this. And and I'll just say this, there are certainly assets out there that you could argue are are kind of in a bubble environment right now, right? Um, But that doesn't mean the overall market is. And if you look at companies uh, like Apple, even though Apple's at all-time highs and nearing uh, a $3 trillion uh, market cap, becoming the first company to reach $3 trillion, it's PEs around 30. Like, it's not, like, crazy overextended. And a lot of these valuations, like, actually make sense when you look at the um, interest rate environment that we've been in. Uh, so I don't think it's, you know, you, I, I don't know. I've just been seeing that out there, whether it's on Twitter, TikTok, whatever, like, oh, my God, if the, the Fed raises rates, we're going to see the bubble finally crash all this. It's like, there are certain assets that you could argue are, are in a bubble environment, but not the overall market.
1: I, I always think back to you, since you mentioned Apple, Aaron. I always think back. To, look, 2015 was when I first started to consume a lot of financial media, um, and I remember, um, you know, uh, I had, uh, I hadn't really planned out my, I did not really thought through my investing philosophy prior to that. Um, you know, I had some investments, but I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention to it. And 2015, 2016, I spent those two years um, doing nothing. I spent those two years waiting for a a crash. And then 2017 rolls around. Let me pull up the spy. 2017 rolls around, and I was like, "What? What am I doing? Why? Why have I? I'll end up waiting forever." Or I, in this case, I ended ended up being three more years, right? Twenty twenty. Um, but like, you can't wait forever. You just can't. At some point, you got to take the plunge. So waiting for a crash is just not a prudent
0: strategy, in my opinion. And I, I did it, and I and I regretted it. One hundred percent. I mean, yeah. you have that guy. Uh, what's the author's name from Rich Dad Poor Dad? Who's yeah, called for a crash? R- like, is
1: it Kiyosaki? Yeah.
0: No, no, not Kiyosaki. Is it? Yeah. It's something like that. Yeah, it's Robert Robert Kiyosaki. Robert I think. Kiyosaki um all right y'all well like i said keep throwing some tickers in the chat what you're watching today i see uh franz is saying uh lemonade is green i saw Hims, uh one of the rare stocks that's out there is green today as well is that the one that i never heard of that you made fun of me for Uh, yeah Yeah. again i i made fun of you because i swear to god like every single time i'm watching like a live sporting event or something they have a million commercials for Hims and hers like all the time tell me if i'm wrong have you guys not seen a bunch of advertisements for for him's Sorry. and and then they IPO'd and it was kind of a big deal when they IPO'd and then I don't know Spencer right. missed that one I missed that one I was sick that day You was sick that all day. all right
1: our next guest are here actually I think there's two of them joining us oh, uh beautiful yeah I I knew we would have Suresh uh Vinkatachari on he's the chairman and CEO of Healthcare Triangle I did not know he would be bringing a friend uh can we bring them both on right now <laughs> uh Suresh and Shibu welcome to Benzing Alive.
7: Uh, hi yeah nice to have you yeah, thank you. Yeah, so so much.
1: J- just to clarify, which of who, which of you is whom? Who's whom? This is Suresh. Okay, and
7: uh, and, and, uh,
1: and then Shibu is on your right. Got it. Okay, so we're talking. Uh, first, actually, I guess we should start with this healthcare triangle, uh, HGTI. What What do you guys do?
6: Okay, we help uh, hospitals and pharma companies in terms of their digital transformation journey which includes uh, cloud migration, uh, building the data analytics using artificial intelligence, and also host their electronic health record system in the cloud. Okay.
1: So are, are we talking like, like you're competing with whom, like, like Amazon uh, or Microsoft? No, we don't compete with Amazon or Microsoft. We are one of the uh,
6: premier uh, partner for both AWS, Amazon, as well as Microsoft and Google. We help their infrastructure, and using their infrastructure, we bring the clients uh, data into the public cloud. We partner okay, with the so, leading cloud vendor.
1: Okay, so 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 we're talking mostly just hospitals, right?
6: Hospitals and pharma companies like pharma and life sciences companies. Okay.
0: okay. So I understand we had some news come out this morning from your company. Do you want to go ahead and kind of give us a brief rundown on that news?
6: Yeah, so uh, that means that probably I like, I like to uh, give a few highlights. So this is one of the Native American uh, hospital, which is Sage Hospital, which was uh, running a old EHR for last 20 years. And we moved them into a, a SaaS based model, Meditech as a service to improve their uh, entire management, patient care and ambulatory. And it is a really, uh, it's a lot of challenges they had because they had a 20 years old system. Which we move them very successfully into uh, Meditech as a service. Meditech is one of the leading EHR (Electronic Health Record), and we we are the partner to implement and drive that uh, project. But I would also like to probably give you more insight on the acquisition which we made announcement a couple of days back. Uh, the reason I brought Shibu for this uh, call today is Shibu heads our uh, MND and also healthcare expert.
1: Okay, and and you're referring to Devcool, correct?
6: no uh, shibu is actually part of healthcare triangle both of us are part of healthcare triangle
1: right 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 I, but i meant the acquisition from a few days ago that was dev cool, dev cool that's right right okay so what, what, what was the point of that
6: no i want to say that because combining like this this hospital we saw today the sage hospital but going forward combining with dev cool we could able to reach more number of hospitals because dev cool service the, the number one leading cancer research center in the country and also the service for about a top a six institution hospitals out of uh, 10 uh, in, the, in the in the USA. And with the combining with the uh, healthcare triangle and Devcool, it helps us to scale very significantly. And also the important thing is we were around like a 30, 33 million dollars revenue. And with a 20 million dollar combined, now we are in the around a 55 million dollar range with a EBITDA positive, a creative, about like a 5 million dollars. Uh, except other than one time uh, ipo expenses so it is really going forward you know it's going to scale the organization very successfully and uh, having the dev cools uh, leading customers which will help us to uh, you know s- host their bigger application like ehr applications like epic and meditech into the public cloud like a google and aws which will give us a more annuity revenue stream and a recurring revenue under uh, stickiness to the customer
1: i'm curious like what is the sales cycle like because you know i think most people probably maybe they don't assume that but like you know i i've heard over the i've heard just you know hospitals are 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 known for having like old like outdated like software and like you know running on like windows uh windows xp or windows vista or something like that right (laughs) so like how, I, I would imagine it's not very easy, and it probably takes a while to actually close one of these deals and get into these hospitals. Is that right? No, you are partially
6: right, exactly, because most of the hospital, like a Sage hospital was running in a very old, 20 years old system, magic, right? We moved to uh, exactly like what you said. Um, but there's a lot of leading hospitals are advancing into the digital transformation. And uh, more importantly, post-COVID, all the hospitals are now adapting to moving to the public cloud for multiple reasons. One is it helps them to manage uh, patients remotely and provide the telehealth. And secondly, it saves a significant amount of cost.
7: So it's it's, it's, a, it's a great advantage. And Shibu, you want to add something on this? Yeah, um, uh, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, um, when you really look at uh, two aspects, what is going on with the healthcare industry. One, they all have to adopt electronic health record implementation. So that, that's the one area which we are helping. And with the acquisition of Devcool, that is, that is one area where we will have a lot of uh, uh, opportunity to work with the hospital. Because that's a mandatory uh, aspect of a hospital, right? In order for them to uh, have a better uh, efficiency in their revenue cycle management, you know, getting them paid uh, soon and handling the patient data. So the electronic health record is something which everybody irrespective of any hospital need to go through. And Devcool is a champion in that and we've been uh, traditionally also doing it, right? So that's a great opportunity for us to continue that uh, uh, area. The second aspect, which that's where which you brought, right? In terms of adoption to cloud, in terms of doing the digital transformation, that's where you know traditionally there was a challenge with the hospitals, but like Suresh mentioned, you know the post-COVID and with the latest uh, telehealth, uh, uh, almost 300 percentage growth in the telehealth, uh, and the need for interoperability and all the patient data need to be shared with the uh, multiple hospitals. Now, that brings us great opportunity because traditionally, Healthcare Triangle has two great competencies. One, in helping the customers adopt cloud, and two, help them on uh, compliance and security. These two are our key strengths. So when these providers or pharma companies, when they adopt this digital transformation, cloud adoption, etc. cetera, they are not looking at a one-off implementation or a one-off partner they need a holistic approach so companies like us who can help them adopt that digital transformation along with security and compliance is the key strength what we are bringing to the table and helping them
1: got it all right suresh shibu uh, a pleasure to chat with you both uh again healthcare tech uh healthcare triangle Thank you both so much for joining us today on Benzing Alive. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Thank all right, uh, we we are all locked in on the Fed here today. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, can we look at Pfizer, Aaron? You want to pull up that Pfizer chart? Yeah, I can do that. Did uh, you did you notice Pfizer at all time highs today?
0: I did not. Yeah. Someone at was asking earlier about the uh you wanna go ahead and throw my, my I, screen yeah, back do. up. I do. Um someone was asking about the COVID trade earlier, saying, Hey, COVID's coming back. Should we should we be looking at the COVID trade? To me, it's not that interesting. Um, but I can't argue with the tape and Pfizer's at all time highs. We can go to um Eli Lilly up ten percent today. Well, they had uh they actually gave good
1: guidance this morning, is why they're up. Okay. Yeah. By the way, uh-huh. and if you watch pre-market prep, don't give the don't give Aaron the answer. This morning, we all learned, and by we all I mean me and Joan and Dennis, we learned the difference between pharma and biotech. Do you know the difference between pharmaceuticals and biotech? Um, I, didn't, I didn't know before today.
0: I would guess that a, a pharma stock is a company that currently has drugs on the market that they are selling, while a biotech company is one that is. Um, Producing the technology for drugs, so that
1: that's a great guess. That also would have been my guess if I had guessed. Okay. Um, but according to Google, because several people had to tweet at me the answer to this question because we didn't know. According to Google, biotech includes products that arise from uh, biology and 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 the earth, right? And pharma, pharmaceuticals uh, includes uh, companies that are. Um, I'm sorry, includes companies that are working on like drug development wait what hold on i'm not reading i'm not reading this right
0: Stop it. post it, the real answer stop it
1: spencer chat. um
0: so okay i think that makes sense like a uh a, a company that's making like a new heart monitor okay. that you can connect to your phone would be a biotech stock but obviously not a, a pharma stock so
1: like pharma relates to the so biotech re- uh, refers to like um products that arise from biology if that makes sense okay and then pharma is the next step pharma is like okay taking whatever that technology is and then turning it into a drug that's that's the
0: difference that's kind of what i said
1: it is kind of what you said okay so basically if you're making a drug you're a pharma and if you're making a something behind the thing behind the drug the technology behind the drug you're a biotech today we all learned it by we all i mean aaron and i
0: so we we have uh, Pfizer is doing well today. Moderna not so well. Pfizer's at all time highs, while Moderna's like what forty percent off of its highs, fifty percent maybe. Right. And again, what is Pfizer? Pfizer's is pharma. What is
1: Moderna? Well, Moderna's kind of both, but Moderna really is a biotech, right? Because it's got the mRNA technology. That's really what it is
0: yeah i think i don't know i mean i think we've talked about this before trading biotech stocks it's like kind of being at the casino right you have all these companies that are pre-revenue uh it's all a gamble on if their drug gets through that pipeline gets that fda approval they pass their PDUFA date uh get approved i don't know what the right terminology is there but when the actual so so what the actual pharma companies, whether you're looking at AstraZeneca, Pfizer, whoever it is, you have actual financials to go off mm-hmm. of. Um, so I don't know. I, I just think long term, I think we're gonna see big shifts in the uh, kind of like big pharma space.
1: It's crazy. Can you pull up a, a stock? Can you pull up MDT, Mary Delta Tango? This is Medtronic. This has been one of your best performers, not obviously right now. But if you zoom out on on Medtronic, uh, like several years, the stock has been an absolute monster. This is medical devices. Okay. Them Medtronic and uh, and what's the other one? Oh oh, ISRG. I got that one up uh, on the screen. Intuitive Surgical. Let me pull up the weekly of that. L- look at ISRG. This is this again. Medical devices. Look at what a beast this stock is. It's one of the best performers of the of, of the last decade.
0: Right. Yeah, you know what was a really interesting. Um, here, wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you guess something. We should, we should
1: do a, uh, we will do actually a name that chart. This would have been a good one too. Darn,
0: I blew it. We'll, up. we'll do a, we'll do a name that chart today. I saw someone yeah. else in the chat was asking for another crypto update. We will get to the uh, another crypto update real quick, but I just. Right. want to well, while he does
1: that i have to find a chart to do name that chart so and i'm not taking any advice in uh, the chat. what's
0: the what isn't it united hell isn't that the big uh unh yeah unh okay why why have... all right I, I i think i have one for name that chart. okay all right so i'm looking at the oh uh, <laughs> i gotta pull up the chart so y'all can see it i'm looking at the daily chart United health right here and I apologize Spencer I know you prefer the the white background it's okay um so I'm going way back to 2020 we, we see the big covid drop right here but what I'm in, what I'm showing you right here is I'm zooming in on this green candle right here on March 2nd United Health was up seven percent this was before we had kind of covid moving the, the markets like crazy do you know what this uh event was that that caused united health to go up seven percent this was last spring march yeah second
1: 2020. march 2nd 2020. and it's unh so it's a it's a dow
0: component Um, and it actually went up uh i'm i I assume you know the answer to this i do because i was like trade this was uh i was actually like trading this uh
1: No, March of two thousand twenty. It's not COVID related. It's not COVID related. Uh, this wait, UNH is a health insurance. Right,
0: bike. but it's any any like big pharma company you want to look at had this big spike. So what's another uh, big pharma company?
1: What was healthcare? was it something out of out of DC out, yeah. out of Congress?
0: Uh, not necessarily out of Congress. Out of DC Whi- related. Out of the White House. Yeah, kind of supreme court not no no <laughs> you're you're like tangibly you're getting closer but help, help me out here i don't know okay so this was during the uh it, it was the, the democratic presidential nomination so er, earlier in february when they had the first primary crackdown on drug pricing well no so, so uh bernie no. sanders like won basically won iowa they said pete to judge won but they I, I don't even i don't really know what happened there uh, but then Bernie Sanders went out and won Nevada and it like looked, okay, he's for sure going to be the, the nominee. And then uh, March 2nd was Super Tuesday, or March 3rd was Super Tuesday. Uh, so uh, the day like seven more states voted on their primaries, and that's where it became clear that, okay, Biden is now the favorite. For a while, Bernie Sanders was the clear favorite, and then Biden became the favorite, and they basically, investors said, okay, if Biden's going to be the nominee, then uh, we're not as worried that United and you could see United Health getting hit uh, when it. it looked like Bernie Sanders because, of course, the fear for investors there was that he was going to come in and say, um, "We're not going to make the healthcare sector for profit anymore." Got it. Got it. Oh, good. I forgot that
1: Super Tuesday was right in the midst of right Co- before COVID. Shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it, <laughs> it was during COVID. It was dirty, like, yeah. it was
0: the very it was the first week of March or March. So you had yeah. um, throughout the world, a lot of companies had like first started um you know kind of shutting down their I, I remember for some reason I remember like Porsche their their factories in like Germany that like yeah. shut down that was like a big headline that was one of the first companies that um but yeah so so that was it was just so interesting because it was so it looked so clear on the chart that oh my god uh Bernie's coming in we got to sell all our healthcare stocks and our insurance stocks and our pharma stocks and then oh what do you know Biden came out of the woodworks, came out of nowhere, and crushed <laughs> it on Super Tuesday, and, and those stocks flew the next day. All right, you want to do a name that chart right now? Yeah, Sh- should
1: we do it? Let's do it. Uh, okay, I have a chart. I'm going to pull it up. No y-axis. This one might be easy. I apologize if it's easy. This is a two, almost a three-year chart. It goes back to the beginning of 2019. Um. Wait, so OK, can I guess? Uh, yeah, you, you can guess. Bowen. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. Bowen. I said I'm not going to tell him if he's allowed to guess, but
0: Aaron can't win. Um, if this isn't Bowen, then Bowen's chart looks a lot like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, should we do a new
1: one? It is Boeing. OK. It
0: is <laughs> Boeing. <laughs> I only know this because I was just looking at the chart the other day. All right,
1: forget <laughs> it. Fine, Aaron ruined it. All right, let's do a different one here. Let's take it off the screen. We'll, we'll do a different one. Here's how name the chart works. Uh, I put a chart up on the screen uh, with no clues and uh, no, no y-axis and nothing. Um, and you put the ticker in the chat. And the first person that we see that get through the ticker in there, the correct one, uh, will get some freebending a swag. Um, okay fine that that was that was i said it might be too easy and
0: clearly it was too easy for aaron so i look again i literally had just been looking at that chart i want to say on monday two days ago because i was curious because bowen was one of those companies that like recovered really well off its lows and had a good positive trajectory but then couldn't get back up to its uh previous highs and then um had that kind of downtrend
1: well it's because of the max the 737 max chaos that they had going on, they had, they, they had a couple of crashes. OK, fine. Let's do this one. Th- this one's
0: certainly harder. Um, and I will pull up the price axis. So EDD is asking, what time is the meeting? We get the announcement at 2 PM, so in about an hour and 12 minutes, uh, and then the press conference to follow at 2.30 PM Eastern.
1: Um, OK, this one, uh, and again, I, I will bring in the the price axis here. But this is also a almost a three-year chart. And if I don't see the, um, I I don't want to give any hints. I'm not going to give any hints. Um, just curious to see what what y'all see. And if we go a few minutes without without any 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 correct tickers, then I will throw the y-axis up there so we can get a, so we can get some more get some more clues. Uh, it is not Tesla Chain B. Very good guess. It is not. Um, yeah, Shelly, that's right. Shelly, you already won. Also, let us know if you got your swag. I have a hunch I'm going to have to move prove, uh, move the move the y-axis on screen. Nvidia, Microsoft. Uh no, no. Lucid shop. See I'll give you like a few more seconds and and then I will throw the uh the the y-axis up there. Can we get some tunes. Do we have tunes? um I hate the stocks I'm holding. That's for sure. R- wrote <laughs> Twitter, uh, Neo. Okay, so I'm gonna i want to move the uh the y-axis on, on the screen.
0: Not like that. All right.
3: Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes
1: the money. A money, 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 little <laughs> loud in my That's just me. It's loud.
0: That's better. Wait. I, I was confused with we have this one. And I- Okay, like, here we go.
8: okay,
0: I'm sorry, I'm trying to stop it, but if I hit it I guess it just plays it again instead of turns it off. I am trying to stop it. Come me now. I'm trying! He said. <laughs>
1: Wait, you can't end it for real? I don't All know. Alright, no more of that. Let's get rid of that sound effect. Okay, no, I have not seen the cognitive yet. It is not GE or Salesforce or Neo or WWE. All right, give us a hint. Or oh, coin. We
0: have the price and we still don't know it. This is interesting. Okay. Two forty. The, the the
1: hint would be that they uh report earnings this week. That that would be a hint. It's a big hint. It's not Salesforce. Twilio. It's a good guess. Let me confirm that I didn't already uh, that we didn't already have it. It's not Roku. It's not GameStop. Ooh, there Come are,
0: on, like, GameStop. Come on, people. There like aren't any earnings reports this week. There are a couple of them.
1: Uh oh! Well, we got it. We got it. We got it. Who got FedEx? it first? Who got it first? Uh, I I was scrolling up and then I missed it. Uh, yeah. Quantum. It looks like. Okay, Shelly, Shelly's quick. So Shelly got it. Shelly, you're already one. So we're going to wait. Didn't see Hodge? Where do you wait? No, see Hodge is new, I think. See Hodge, you were uh, laid by a smidge, but we're going to give it to you because Shelley, you you won, name that chart like two weeks ago. So see Hodge. FedEx is the answer. Congratulations. See Hodge, here's what you got to do email us shows at Benzinga.com. It's going up on the screen right now. Where's, where's the email address that's not on the screen? How do I get it on the screen? Where is this darn banner? OK. Shows at Benzinga.com. There you go. Shoot us an email. See, Hodge, we will send you some, some swag. Swag, swag, swag. OK, that was a fun segment. Let's do this, though. It is uh, almost 1 o'clock. And uh, as promised, we're gonna have a, a, a fun a fun segment here at one o'clock. We're yeah, gonna... who's
0: joining us in a couple minutes?
1: Yeah, so in a couple minutes, we're gonna have Gene Munster, founding partner of Loop Ventures. The guy was so bullish on technology that he gave up his career as a sales side analyst to uh, to run money and and do some venture investing. Uh, and then Todd Gordon. Uh, a, a long-time trader, he's a CNBC contributor. Uh, he runs a wealth management firm. They'll both be on. But uh, moderating the chat with them will be the one and only Joel Conin, who is here right now. I guess we should bring him on. I think he's. I think he's ready. Mister Joel. Joel
4: Conan What's up? good afternoon good afternoon spencer happy you, fed day yeah do you bring that same energy to the afternoon show uh that you do in the morning or does uh the youngster have to pick you up a little bit
1: are
0: you referring to him
4: yeah, he's still uh, No, state.
0: do I, I have energy? Do I have energy? Yeah, Spencer's got good energy. I, have energy. I thought I thought Joel was asking about the when he said afternoon show. I thought he was talking about at the close. So uh, no, yeah, well, no,
1: well, no. Well, usually by by that point I'm running on fumes. But but I, I'm good. I'm good right now. I'm good right now. Um, Joel, give us a quick a quick preview. What are we about to talk about with Todd and Jean Oh
4: my gosh, I should have scheduled this for two hours, forty seven minutes, and thirty eight seconds. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna talk to these guys uh, first. I'm gonna throw them a little curveball because now they're they're money managers. So I just want to talk to mm-hmm. that about them about the the transition from you know being that you know the you know analyst. Well, you know Todd yeah. is an analyst in his own own right, and, and running money it's it's difficult. Uh, but then we're gonna discuss is the real estate tax sector dead or not? Okay. Because there's going to be some rotation, right? Is that going to be? You want to buy some beaten down stocks? There's some beaten down stocks. Um, How can we not talk about the metaverse? I mean, we're all going to be spending a majority of our lives in the metaverse. So we're going to discuss the metaverse, not only the companies that are doing it, but you know, is there ways to profit from the upcoming metaverse? If you have Gene Munster on, you got to talk about Tesla, right? You got to talk about Apple. So we're going to cover that, autonomy. Um, and then, you know, Todd threw in a note about Netflix. I know Gene has some opinions if, uh, if we get to that. So, oh, my gosh, I got two sheets of notes. I sent them to you and uh, really looking forward. And then I'm glad you guys are putting that here on the, uh, on the afternoon show I kind of miss being at that desk there, but you know we'll see what happens.
0: Well, Joel, you're going to have to fly through to get all those topics in. I know <laughs> uh, but for me, one of the most interesting things that, that Gene has done, well, really just his whole call on being bullish, so bullish on Apple so early, and then he, he kind of repeated that with Tesla. So um, if you can squeeze it in, I want you to ask Gene kind of what it was specifically about Apple that he saw uh, so early on so that I I can eventually try to you know recreate that and find the next uh, the next Apple.
4: Okay, okay, all right. That's a, uh What did he see early on? You know, Anna? like was it was it was it something on the on the business financial
0: side? Was it more just in the technology? Like, oh my god, this iPod is is so far ahead of every other MP3 player. I know Gene used to like camp, camp, out, to camp out camp out at, yeah. at Apple releases and whatnot. So, um, that that's my. Uh, end goal, Joel, is I want to find, you know, whether it's, I don't even know if the company exists yet, but I want to find that next Apple.
4: Okay. And, uh, we don't, I, I know Spencer could dig it up, but I know there's a real old picture of Gene, right? And, uh, he's got, uh, the, uh, you know, the iPods on and he's dancing around. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that Spencer?
1: I do, I, I, I do remember that picture. I, I, do I, that. I have to dig it up somewhere.
4: Yeah but um, uh no i mean you know uh as uh in malcolm gladwell uh terms you know what 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 was the tipping point you guys have read any of those books or yeah you guys? yeah those okay. are good books out, out,
0: are. or outliers
4: yep yep it's a couple of uh, good blink. ones there blink. blink yep yep so a couple good books there good you're you're learning I, i've so. read a
0: lot of i know I, since i i've loved those books like uh, especially when i was younger like in high school and college and then uh, I've read a lot of criticism, like of Malcolm Gladwell. Me too, actually. Yeah, uh, just that he, he reinforces his his arguments with like very anecdotal story, you know. And uh, I don't know, so maybe I'll have to go back and and read some of them with the new light. I don't know. I still enjoy they, the reading. He's a great writer. He's a great writer.
4: And uh, it's the um, it's that Mizzou, and yeah, that that journalism school, right? That uh, that, that- that uh, brings that out in you in the education, but uh, all right. So, what do we, do we have? Um, anybody in the green room yet? Or, or uh
0: yeah, I see some people. I here. see Gene. We need his camera on, though. Gene is, is Gene, Gene is, is, Gene is, gonna is gonna not going to be on
4: camera today.
0: He's
1: not going to be on camera. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yes. Well, every time he goes on CNBC, he puts his camera on. <laughs> I'm just messing with. G- we, we, we've we've interviewed Gene a couple times on Benzing. We love having him. Some. Some great insights and, and content from Gene.
1: You know, the, the only person that's got a nicer setup than us is Todd Gordon, and I see him here right oh, now yeah. as well. so, so you know what? Since we're going to run out of time anyway, we might as well just start this now. So let's bring on Todd and his beautiful setup there. What's up, man? <laughs>
5: What's going and, on, uh, guys?
1: And we'll bring on Gene. Gene in here, audio only. Gene, are you here? I am here. Can you hear me? Okay, we got Gene on the phone, and we got Todd from uh todd you just revamped your entire studio
3: well not just right but like you did it a little while ago right you should see over here i've got boxes everywhere and i'm sorry for this mess i'm trying to trying to up the technology game we're in a
4: we're in a tech bull market so i gotta get with the times
1: that's it that's it all right we're all about right, did to you... get to joel yeah Go did ahead. you get
4: the introductions in there let everybody know uh the two superstars uh that we have uh we have joining us this afternoon
1: I mean, we just intro them. Right. Gene Munster, Loop Ventures, founding partner. The guy was so bullish on tech. He's like, I can't be an analyst anymore. I have to invest. I have to invest. So he went to start his own venture firm. The name of that firm was Loop Ventures. And Todd Gordon made an amazing career pivot. Uh, Todd, I've been meaning to pick your brand about this because you were like, I'm, I need to run some money too. I need to earn some money too. So you, so that's what you did. You became a financial advisor, uh, and and uh, 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 shout out to you both for 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 making the mid career uh, mid career pivots like that. Um, both longtime friends of the show, so we appreciate you both coming on today.
4: All right, I just kind of want to start that. with that, and uh, yeah. you know, uh, start with you, Gene. I mean, you made the, you made the pivot a little first, uh, going from uh, you know Piper Jaffrey, Piper Sandler out on your own can you just you know it was it was it harder than you thought was it easier than you thought and then you know kind of what's been your takeaway you got a couple years under your belt so just uh just tell us that real quickly to get started well,
5: everyone before you do it before you you make that leap everyone tells you it's it's a lot harder than you think it is and so i was i was bracing for the worst and i i think that um we when we started it uh it was january of 2017 and and we've told the team we've had basically the same team all along we've told the team that uh, we have 5 years of commitment to suffering and that includes uh just the amount of work and the the amount of compensation and uh just building something and uh so we started with that and it's been 5 years of suffering and i'm i'm happy to report our fifth birthday is coming up around the corner and we can just uh start to Uh, rest a little bit easier that that tip of the bow is always going to be above water. And uh, uh, you know, the other piece to it too is that it's all about all about performance. And I I think that uh, that's moving in the right direction. Hope it continues. And so to answer your question, it's hard, but I expected it to be hard. And I, I think back and would just say this, if anybody's thinking about doing their own thing, if you're feeling called to do something, I would do it. If you have a career that you love, I would stick with what you're doing. Uh but it really is the difference between a, a career and a calling. And if you feel that, uh Geronimo.
4: Okay. Todd, and what uh what brought you over from uh, you know, the trading side, the analysis side? I know you've built up uh your product and everything. What what made you take the leap into into money management?
3: Yeah. Uh hey, thanks for having me guys. Uh Hey, Gene, how are you? Um, I haven't seen you since the Fast Money set. Uh, <laughs> you said you going to be five... back. Yeah, I can't wait to be back too. Uh, so you said you have five years of suffering. We're three months in to launching the RAA. <laughs> so, so you know, four months, four years and nine months to go. No, it's it's been a lot of nights, uh, 11, 12, one o'clock uh, working, Ever worked so hard. But to Gene's point, like uh, it takes a kind of person to want to run your own business. I mean, you know, you look at what Jason just did with with Benzinga. It's it's a calling. Uh, I actually did join up with a RAA for about nine months, and they're wonderful people. Still friends to this day. But just to put a little bit more context behind that, I have never been so stressed working for a real billion dollar wealth management company, uh, having to kind of fall in line, fall in the corporate line. Uh, I work much harder, much better as an entrepreneur. So I totally agree with what Gene. Is saying if it's your calling, do it. Uh, and then the second part of your question, Joel, uh, you know, I always try to run trading analysis, um, you know, just as you guys do it's a non-regulated business where the barrier to entry is very low and the trading education business there's some wonderful people and then there's some less than reputable operations and I always try to run trade analysis with a responsible message just like Benzinga does which trade with a certain amount of your capital uh, have risk parameters trade enough uh, so that hopefully you can add some alpha to your return but do so Uh, within context of your overall portfolio, and that overall portfolio should be professionally managed. And I always showed two buckets, my longer-term accounts and my short-term accounts. And I always tried to kind of make that responsible message, and I think that should be for everyone in the short-term, medium-term trading world. Uh, And then, obviously, the move into RA, I think, was a natural step. So it was all being set up over the last 10 years to make this move.
4: Okay. All right. So we got a lot of topics discussed. We got about 25 minutes. So I want to, you know, each. I just want with the first topic here. I just I want to get a minute comment a minute or so uh, out of each of you. And then we'll move on. You got the Fed. You got higher interest rates. You got a Fed meeting coming today. Um, just short term and long term. Uh, you know, do you see having to make major adjustments to your investment strategies?
5: Uh, Gene, I'll go to you first. Yes. Uh, do you see adjustments? I think that uh, the market does a great job anticipating, and they're probably factored in what the Fed's going to say today. But what I don't think is factored in is that the, the Fed is—it's like uh, the Fed is in the process of ending the relationship with investors about easy monetary policy. And when you do that, you just think about a relationship, uh, uh, like almost like a dating type of relationship. Uh, The best thing to do is just let them down, uh, let them down easy. Do it over a period of uh, months, start to kind of change the language a little bit and uh, versus just dumping. I don't think the Fed is going to dump investors today, but I think they uh, that's where they're going. And uh, and specifically about more rate hikes and uh, a steeper curve than what's been anticipated. We can talk about why I believe that. Uh, but uh, the way I, I play this forward is I think that the mark market probably is up after today because of all the anticipation and that the language is going to be somewhat um, uh, kind of soft landing isque. But then we fast forward to the end of January and we've got.
1: Did we lose Gene there? Gene, are you with us? Can anyone hear me? You guys hear me, right? I hear you. I okay, hear I'm you.
7: I'm not crazy.
1: I'm not crazy. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, well, right. I, we, we may have temporarily lost Gene. We'll try to get him back. The
4: technology <laughs> analyst, Gene. You better you better come back. <laughs> All right. Well
1: throw it the, throw it yeah, in, right? let's
4: throw it to you, Mr. Gordon. Uh, you know, here you are. Uh, you know, early on in your career, uh, three months into it, it's been a nice bull market here. People are always looking for diversification, uh boy, oh boy! I mean, you got to take it step by step. But uh, how is your, how are you approaching the Fed?
3: Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. We've listened to, uh, you know, we've listened to the calls for runaway inflation since like the first edition of QE. I remember trading for the foreign exchange fund in, uh, in New York, trading the yen carry unwind when the first credit, the credit crisis hit, and then QE came and QE, QE two, QE three, QE. Four and then infinity, or was QE four infinity? I don't remember. But the calls for the destruction of the dollar, uh, rampant inflation, just did not happen. It did not materialize. It took, you know, ten years now for a pandemic. Uh, the the you know, the government's response to this finally did injecting money directly into the consumers' hands rather than suppressing interest rates did finally, you know, buck that downtrend. Um, you know, are rates going to spike? Uh, you know, I think. The downtrend in rates has, has been in place since, you know, I've been out of diapers, I hate to say it, uh, 40 years now. I think it's a bold call to say that rates are going to move up after a four-decade uh, downtrend. I think there's a lot of deflationary forces in certain pockets, kind of borrowing a page from Kathy Wood's uh, book in terms of the the demographics, the technological deflation, there's a lot of things that are happening. I think large, our demographics, people are getting older, people demanding yield, globalization, is. I think, is exerting downward pressure. But it was a short-term man-made recession response to the pandemic, flooding the economy. Uh, so am I going to say we're going to do a big value, uh, You know, a big rotation out of tech? Hard to justify the big multiples. No, I think this is December. I think this is sort of a weird end of a weird year. We were expecting some legislation to change where, uh, you know, capital gains was going to go. I think there was a, obviously a third year. I think in a row of, of double-digit gains. I think people are taking profits on tech. Uh, you know, I'm seeing large-cap tech perform relatively well outside of the last week uh you you know value tried to go over the last year but then growth first value moved up i love that this market I, i i don't like this little pullback i hate seeing a little bit of a drawdown here but I think longer term we're in a tech bull market. I don't think rates are going to spike. I do think inflation is not transitory, but maybe perhaps we're going to deal with it. Supply chain issues over the next one to two years.
4: You know what, Todd? I think me and you are the only guys <laughs> on the street that are looking for a soft landing here. Everyone's looking, to, you know, for the Fed to just blow us up and crash and burn. No I, I think I think the transitory. He removed that statement. I think yeah. he's just buying a little bit of time. Crude oil prices are coming down. Work through the the. The supply chain shortages. So yeah, yeah, I mean, opposed to the Bears, Dennis and uh, Mitch in the morning, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. All right, let's move on to to uh, the next sector. Uh, there's always rotation going on, right? Uh, yeah. You know, whether it's growth to value, uh, stay at home versus reopening. And You know, long-term investors like Warren, they they like to buy things when the prices are low. And uh, you guys have a little different opinions on this one, but uh, real estate tech, I mean, is that dead? Uh, Gene Munster doesn't think so. So, Gene, just uh, uh, we'll turn it over to you now and just talk about can investors really make money in this sector now moving forward?
5: Uh, as a starting point, I've been wrong on this. I thought that the back half of 2021 was going to be a good year for real estate tech. I believe that Zillow was going to take their top of the funnel, their 220 million uh, monthly active users and and channel that into uh, iBind, which if you're under the age of 40, that's how you want to transact. You don't want to deal with the typical real estate agent in the, the mind games that go on there. You just want to set price. And so I was wrong. I do uh, stand by a belief that uh, that there is still life in real estate tech uh, we are holders of open door and redfin and uh, on the on the belief that um in redfin's case is that consumers are getting more price conscious uh, around realtor fees and uh, i think that uh, they have a, a national brand uh, around uh, lower prices for uh, broker fees and separately uh, with open door obviously that's a plan i buying and uh, shot across the bow, Zillow exiting, I think it made understandably a lot of investors feel that you'll never be able to make money in I-buying. Uh I, I disagree. And I think that uh, if you fast forward, I don't know if this is going to take on as a theme for 2022, probably unlikely that it's it's like some uh, Nirvana theme. Okay, and, uh, But I do think that there's value here. And uh, a Warren Buffett approach, I think, would uh, say uh, to, to capitalize on this downdraft we've had in these stocks. Okay, buying
4: the dip. And I just want to make a quick note, Cody, before I go to Utah. I was talking with a, a gentleman yesterday, and uh, last year he sold his house. Um, I believe it was on Zillow. He had 54 showings in five days. Yeah, from all over the country and he got way over his asking price and paid a, a lower commission. So I'll I'll shift this over to you, Todd. Uh you did dabble in open door a little bit. You're now out of the position. Uh buy, seller, hold in the uh real estate tech sector.
3: Yeah, interesting. Joel, where curious uh what state was that that anecdote, uh that story you just told us was it was it Texas by chance?
4: Uh I believe he moved from Texas to Washington.
3: Okay, interesting. Yeah, we have we a few clients in, in Texas, and it takes uh, kind of a whole separate set of financial planning skills. Good thing my partner's a CPA, but the, the, the dynamics of living in Texas right now are unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with Gene. Uh, I just don't think the timing is right, and that's why I think you know any good money manager needs to have a combination. Not seeing Gene doesn't, but he you knows this. Fundamental as well as technicals. Uh, I had open in our growth portfolio in October. I cut it. Uh, Obviously, the shot across the bow was still shutting down. That was an issue. I think there was a a lot of questions with the margins uh, in open. We'll talk about that. Um, you know, and there's looking at housing inventory, uh, you know, it was declining for 10 straight years. If you look at it, uh, then in like January, March, April, I think, uh, inventories went down to like about a million and they kind of went significantly below trend and then came back up to 1.2 million. Kind of reminds me in talking your, your book, uh, guys, it kind of looked like a cleanup print to me, you know, kind of went down quick and then starting to rebound up. So I think inventories are starting to come back. Rates are, you know, 30-year mortgage seems to be they want to try to push above 3.2, follow the rest of the yields. They're not really doing that. Uh, so, you know, baby rates are uh, are staying under control. I think inventories are coming back. Open door, though, specifically. um they had strong earnings. Last report, I think, was November twelfth. I think they were looking for like two and a quarter billion in revenue. Uh, they got two and a quarter. I think the street was expecting about two. Their margins have been dropping quite significantly. They're around thirteen percent down to eleven percent. I think in combination with Zillow and those margins dropping, I think dropped uh, open and also it's breaking support around thirteen fifty. So I like the idea. I like disrupting the inefficient real estate market, but we need to wait for technicals and buyers to come together and join the thesis.
4: Okay. All right. Uh, Todd, I'll stay with you on this one. And uh how much time are you spending in the metaverse, Todd? Uh you know <laughs> <laughs> let's talk a, about the I'm metaverse. <laughs> uh oh. What's he wait, gonna wait, show wait, wait, us what here? What that? I mean what do we got? <gasps> what do you mean? Do you oh, mean is it Oculus?
3: is it Oculus? Mean, please tell me nobody Everybody has tried one of these. Gene, have you, have you been, Wait, have you, is it, is, the it, is it an office?
5: Oculus? No, I'm there. Do you have them? I do. I've got quest two. Is that what I have? Is that the latest? Uh, that's <laughs> what that you're one? holding right now. Yep.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, I don't know what they're called. Uh, they're, they're awesome. Um, I did a, uh, I did a video for CNBC. Uh, so I record this, this show called trading nation here. sponsored by Schwab. Um, and i you literally have the ability with oculus to do a virtual reality analysis session in this the software is built into these right now where you literally i have three 34 inch monitors i can sit my butt on a beach put the goggles on and you can break out your monitors and put them anywhere you want i logged on the platform and i did an actual options trade in virtual reality. Uh, point being of that story is the technology is there. COVID, uh, I think, only accelerated the technological trend we are on. We are going to be uh, transacting business. Uh, we're going to have virtual shows. We're going to have meetings in VR. The technology is already there. I think Facebook is doing a, a nice job trying to rebrand themselves, move into this space. Uh, I know they just did a deal with Matador, uh, kind of mapping out uh, 3D technology for, I think, housing applications. Maybe Gene can clean me up there. Um, I'm very, very bullish. And I think the way semi has been trading over the last 12 to 18 months have been sort of a leading indicator to what this is going to be. I'm very, very bullish on
4: this. Okay. And I see you mentioned, uh, obviously Facebook, uh, you had NVIDIA on your list and Roblox. So, all right, Gene, I, I, I don't think, you I don't think you're going to get any pushback from Gene Munster on this. The, uh, Gene, uh,
5: here, here, I would say, like uh, the British Parliament here. (laughs) Okay,
4: Gene, talk about, you know, a couple of uh, metaverse plays uh, from your playbook.
5: So we uh, think about this as uh, picks and shovels, uh, uh, and there are a lot of those around. Uh, We are owners of Facebook, trying to debate when I'm going to start calling it meta, maybe when the ticker turns, maybe never. And the uh, belief there is that they've just they, they want to build a big business around it, and you got some backstop in terms of earnings. Uh, separately, is uh, we're owners of Coinbase. Uh, we believe that that is going to become the bank of the metaverse. The metaverse is not going to take USD. It will transact primarily in crypto. It, there's a lot of different currencies out there. Coinbase makes money on uh, moving. Uh, uh, between different currencies and and finite uh, currencies as well, and uh, a third of our investments around the metaverse is on the gaming side. It has not the gaming segment has not taken off on the the hope of the metaverse. Uh, it's been uh, largely left behind, despite uh, with the exe- with the exception of Roblox, uh, despite being a logical starting point of monetization, and so uh, we own take two, and we get the benefit that. Uh, Take-Two is currently 10 years old, the current uh, version of uh, Grand Theft Auto, and uh, it will get upgraded in um, 2025. That's not a uh, – I'm, I'm not misspoke there. It's still five years away. But I think there's going to be a lot of anticipation around that. And so those are the three companies that we have to invest in the metaverse.
1: Uh, Gene, uh, I want to ask about the the Apple car. We heard about it, whispers about that what now five or six years ago maybe even more at this point and we just got a headline a couple of weeks or months ago about that uh from from your conversations that, that you're having uh and, and from what you know how far out are we from from an apple from like actual seeing actually seeing an apple car
5: i, I think that uh it's a coin toss whether they actually do a car of course on okay. um uh, By court order, I have to disclose that I predicted a TV. Apple never actually released it, so it was a lesson learned. And uh, I think that if assuming they do want to make a car, that that is clear. As far as when it would see the light of day, uh, Mark Gurman from Bloomberg does incredible work here. Following his lead, is that you know he's saying 2025. It's probably further down the road. If they do get it, I think there's just going to be continued anticipation for them to be in. Uh, the auto market in 2022. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to answer your question, later than 2025.
1: Wait, Todd wants to follow up real, real fast about Roblox. Todd, go ahead.
3: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I hold this. Uh, we hold this in our growth portfolio. I think they're really well positioned uh, to take advantage of the metaverse. I mean, it's a $54 billion market cap. Um, you know, they're their they're market's expecting, I think, 700 million positive EBITDA this year. They're still losing 90 cents a share. Um, you know they're they're under a lot of pressure here. There's an interesting story out. I'd like to sort of address. Uh, any of you guys have kids and they're uh, <laughs> hooked into Roblox? You see how uh, just uh, captivating it is to, to young kids, which makes me a little concerned. But it's an unbelievable platform. They're going to be exchanging digital tokens. Uh, we hold it. I don't like the sell off, and there was some. Um, there's some concern on, on, a, on a report. Actually, it was out in August, and I'm curious if you guys can confirm this. I'm not seeing a lot of mainstream coverage. Um, there's, they're, they're sort of engaging in like predatory practices with the developers. Um, they, they give up a very significant amount of the revenue they report, Uh, to the developers, but a lot of the development is done by the kids. Kids get paid in Robux. It's not real cash. Then they throw a minimum withdrawal of about 100,000 Robux. This is the digital currency. When kids try to withdraw this, it actually is equivalent to 1,000, but then Roblox keeps... A vast majority of it, the kids only get three hundred and fifty dollars or so. So they're, they're. I think, I think some of the pressure we're seeing here is these predatory practices, plus the games. I think are uh, slightly of questionable nature. So I think they might need to do an about face, similar to what Facebook's doing on a much different scale. But I think they're well positioned. I think they need to kind of straighten out their their act a little bit there.
1: And so it sounds like what you're saying is Roblox could could be in the position that Facebook is in now, in terms of. Um, bipartisan agreement that we don't like you right uh and then and that you know maybe some regulatory hurdles coming down the pipe maybe
3: yeah yeah i'm not seeing this story kind of get uh mainstream yet and i'm saying the okay. stock was down 12 so down 11.9 percent right now so uh, i did just buy the pullback here i put it uh, in the portfolio a couple of weeks ago i don't like this action i'm still very bullish on it um, yeah. they've grown revenues i think you yeah, know they're up 100 percent. Past three quarters revenue growth is unbelievable uh they just reported their their stats today i think daily active users up 30 percent revenue expect to go 30 percent uh you know some really strong numbers and people are trying to figure out why the stock's under so much pressure i wonder if it might be that
1: uh and then todd just to go back to the conversation about apple we were having um i guess we can look at next year uh let's start with next year i mean apple obviously the driver of the market uh at least it was for a couple of days ago not so much or the couple last week not so much not so much this week here but like uh w- where's your head at for apple on uh, ne- as far as the next 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 few months or even next next 12 months
3: yeah i mean i like um i like where we're headed and i like the the story around iphone 13 and the 5g uh super cycle you know margins are good uh i think last quarter uh looking at uh notes here product sales were uh 42 billion compared to revenues of uh, 65 billion so 34 percent on margin. Um, they're increasing their services significantly. Um, you know, their margin on services is upwards of 70%. I'd uh, expect uh, that to double in the next 10 years. So I like that. Uh, you know, the Apple iPhone, it's, I think they roughly cost $500 to make. They source products, they source materials for that all over. They're selling it for a thousand, eleven, twelve hundred 11, $1,200. Um, you know, I can't help but think, you know, with, with what's going on in, in China, I think the stronger dollar is weird. We're actually starting to see some of these hardware companies with fair valuations starting to perform well, even in a stronger dollar environment. And you got to think, you know, uh, you know, with stronger dollar, maybe we're keeping some of the input costs lower. Uh, you know, we're we're importing less inflation, and I can't help but think, does that help? You know, aside from Materials sourced in China, outside of the rest of the countries that produce materials that go into these products, with a stronger dollar, does that help uh, margins a little bit for for products? And you know, I know that's against conventional thinking about multinationals uh, in the relationship to the dollar. I know Apple gets sixty percent of the revenues overseas, so uh, seems to be the stronger dollar is helping the fairly valued tech stocks. Uh, and uh, you know, again, back to the opening statement: dollar being destroyed with everything that's happened tons of liquidity going into the system. That's not what's happening. Dollars uh, being very strong and it's just continuing to drive I'm getting off topic here a little bit, but I almost wonder if this is a little bit of a 1999 98 where foreign currency transactions are being done to buy dollar, to buy our, our stocks. And that's going to lead to a direct correlation. So just getting off, off topic there a little bit, but I want to throw the dollar in there. I think that's interesting.
1: I think the term fairly valued, you just triggered like half of, into it with that um, you know a little bit of a subject,
5: subjective thing but maybe not uh, Gene anything that Todd just said there that you don't agree with uh, general agreement I'm, I think all of that is um, the framework I think about for the stock to move higher which I do think there is upside we need multiple expansion it's a it's, it is not a f- sound footing to make all of your investment decisions based on multiple expansion as a, as a general practice. I think that there will be multiple expansion on Apple in 2022, despite that sound footing comment. And because I think it's uh, um, as Barron's recently said, I think that the anticipation around metaverse products, uh, mixed reality, uh, augmented reality headsets, autos will be ear splitting in 2022, which is good for the multiple.
4: All right, Gene. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stick with you on this one, and uh, we're gonna talk Tesla, a stock that you've been following for a long time. We're currently, under a little bit of selling pressure, and I just I want you to know that I I learned a, a new a new phrase uh, from Gene when going over the notes here. And Spencer, I'm gonna ask you: Do you know what V two V T O L stands for?
1: V T O L. Todd, do you know what V T O L stands for? I, I I don't. I have to plead. V T O L. Yeah, new one. That's a new one for me. What is vertical
4: takeoff and landing? aircraft <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. am awesome. i am that's i awesome. a tech wizard or what just sounds oh, yeah, know, like a pro
5: just that's being
4: it. on the line with these two guys i feel like uh i must be in the metaverse and i must be like a a, a genius no all right let's yeah. go to tesla here you're talking e you know obviously the ev you know uh the energy with their batteries where are they going with autonomy? You're also talking about HVAC. You're talking about VTOL. You're talking about robots. I mean, are they going to spread themselves too thin here? Or what's going to be the driver? What's going to be the driver to get this stock you know, back in four digits?
5: I think the driver is going to be deliveries and continuing to – show that consumers want their product. I think if you look across auto right now, there's there's more competition than, than ever, but that competition is still largely missing the mark. Rivian and Lucid, uh, those companies, they uh, bravo for what they've accomplished so far in the public markets, but they haven't done the deliveries. They don't have a mainstream price car and there's, they're more 75,000 and up. And so I think deliveries to answer your question is the, is the big driver here, it's all that, that matters over probably the next couple of years, and then you energy, uh, their businesses, their solar panels, and their storage, that starts to gain some momentum. And then, you know, the the HVAC, by the way, HVAC stands for just exactly the HVAC in your house. It's There's nothing very glamorous about that, but that's something that eventually that or vertical takeoff and landing, that's decade plus out. But my point there is that we've got a roadmap, and uh, they're going to go go over it, go uh, pursue it slowly. but. That's what investors love: is uh, growing companies that have other markets to grow into. And I think uh, stock could be down a lot in twenty twenty two. I have no idea, uh, but I think long term, it still has a lot of upside to it.
4: All right, Todd, uh, going to you on this. You are uh, you're, you're bullish uh, on Tesla because of something that uh, Gene didn't mention. Why don't you uh, Why don't you bring that uh, to our listeners?
3: Yeah, yeah, I will for sure. And I just want to echo what Gene was saying in terms of. Uh, we did, I did uh, uh, Lucid when uh, uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on air and just uh, balancing out the reservations and deliveries of Lucid, uh, the valuation they're getting compared to what Tesla has done. Um, they have 13,000 reservations to date. Uh, They've, you know, I think they might deliver 500 cars this year, 20,000 next. Uh, I think there were maybe 50,000 two years out and you're talking, you know, Tesla, which has delivered 600,000 cars plus the other parts of the business. I mean, it's it's not even close. And the, this Lucid car winning, I think that the Motor Trend car of the year, it's a $125,000 price point car. I thought that was such a misleading kind of statement. This is not the market that Tesla, uh, all of the market that Tesla's going after. But what I can't help but think, um, and I've been searching the internet for this, I don't see how... Elon is not going to tie SpaceX into the passenger vehicles, uh, taxi service, but more the passenger vehicles, not only over the air update, but a good combination of camera uh, radar. I don't know if he goes LIDAR, but the communication between the cars. Uh, the the five G towers are not, I think, sufficient enough to get coverage. Uh, the, the the range is actually quite short. I don't know how te- how Elon is not playing this game that he's going to connect satellites to the to the cars. I think he has about. 1,500, 2,000 satellites, give or take, in the air right now. FCC has permissioned him for 40,000 lower Earth orbit satellites. He's going to blanket the globe. That's going to provide seamless internet coverage that is going to assist the autonomous driving uh, game. And I just don't see how he doesn't destroy the competition with this. Everyone else is caught. There's there's a there's one Chinese company. I was reading an article. Um, yesterday prepping I, f- I forgot they are building uh a car with these hexagon type deals in them that are able to be smaller size receivers for the the, the satellite uh whatever i i'm not i'm a little out of my league here but there are companies who are doing this and i just i i don't see And elon saying he's he's not doing it he said they're only for rvs and trucks you know elon's probably trolling us um, I'd love to know what you guys think and how, if that happens, how Tesla doesn't take
4: everything. Gene, you wanna you wanna comment yeah, I, on I, that? I would
3: love Gene's thoughts,
1: before my own, personally. Gene, I know Gene's here. I see you. Check, make sure you're not on mute. Is that
5: any I'm better? Not, yeah, oh, we, got go. we, we, we got you. Beautiful. Uh, I think Tesla's in the driver's seat there, and I think it's their uh, to answer your question. I think it's their game to to win, to lose. and uh, I didn't think of that piece as one of the reasons why I was uh, or kind of some of the catalyst to it, but it makes a ton of sense.
4: Okay, all right, well, we're coming up on the thirty minute mark here, and uh, I just want to get uh, some some closing thoughts uh, from each of you, uh, Todd, you know, in your new role, you know, money management. Um, trader technical analysis. What do you, what what one clue you know one one not I wouldn't say a clue but like one valuable lesson from investing and being in the markets that you know short term traders long term traders what's what's one tenant that you kind of like to stick to and you kind of feel that uh, it's been a, a, a positive catalyst in your career.
3: Yeah, um, it's a great question. I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, starting a, a wealth management business, opening an RIA, and, and talking to the wonderful clients uh, who are coming in and considering coming in, and, and I'm looking. I'm able to look inside of their accounts and, and see what they're actually doing. And these are the same people who are coming to us that listen to Benzinga and listen to all the day to day content. And there's, I think, the the technology age we're in. Uh, is is a wonderful thing in terms of opportunities out there to be properly invested, but at the same time, as a function of the digital, I think the second wave of this digital revolution that we're in also creates a, a very quick pace of information, a lot of information, and I think it adversely affects the mindset of investors. And unfortunately, guys, it, it, I think a lot of the people who are very tuned into the day to day. Are often focused on the negative, the the down headlines, the the sensationalistic, scary headlines, who are by design to get their attention because you know that's how you get eyes on a, on a story uh, or the loudest guy on Twitter or or whoever. Uh, it's leaving a lot of people underinvested. So I think it's, it's amazing how much money has been left off from people who are very intelligent, very successful jobs in other area who, who just get very sucked into the information flow, which today is so quick and so, so thick. So be sure to just listen, know what's being said out there, but really don't try to be in and out of the markets with that core piece of your portfolio. Uh, you know, I just did a study, 100-year Dow, I think, Dow's never been down six years in a row, you know, aside from the 1929 correction, Dow's never been down 50 ones, 56% in those five or six significant corrections. So, you know, a lot of people are worried to be in the market. If you look at what history has done, the drawdowns are not that bad when you get past and you have a longer term holding time frame. So just make sure you understand the difference between investment money. Don't sit there and try to time in and out with that long term money if you want to trade. In the short term do it,
4: I agree with that. And gene, a little bit different uh, question for you. This is uh coming from um our own Aaron Bree. Uh, he has said, could you ask gene when when he first started following Apple and starting you know following technology stocks, you know, what was it uh you know that that made you latch onto this company? Can you remember one particular incident and what, you know, just something, what what was the tipping point? Because you, you've you been, what, following that stock since, like, the uh, the mid-90s, correct? What, you know, can you remember going back that far, what it was? And and he, the reason he wants the answer to that is because he wants to find the next Apple. He wants to do his own research and not have to rely on the other people. Uh, Gene? I love it.
5: Yeah, and I uh, appreciate the uh, opportunity to go down memory road here and would just say is that uh, – um, we want to get this right going forward. We're happy what Apple's done over the years, but we want to get it right going forward. It, it was a very clear uh, moment for me um, for a holiday gift. Uh, just after the a few months after the iPod uh, got out, I was lucky enough for my family to get me a, an iPod. I didn't have a Mac at the time, and so going to the graphic artist team at, at Piper let me use their Macs at night where I could rip CDs onto the ipod and i'd uh, go and take like 30 minutes to rip a cd i'd set my alarm i'd sleep this is at like 11 o'clock at night and i did that for for a few nights loaded a few hundred songs on my my uh, ipod and i realized this is ridiculous i'm just gonna go on buy a mac and there uh came the the theme of the halo and what what actually uh happened was when you just realize like this is so good uh and and the world doesn't understand it uh that's that's those are the Aha moments. I think uh, I have been positive on Tesla. I, uh, I'm, I don't think, uh, I think there are other people, Kathy Wood was well there before I was. Um, and, but I, I think there's probably some similarities to people who got Tesla right at first. I remember one person, original buyer of Tesla, he bought the car and then he went out and bought a bunch of the stock. And it's, you know, those kind of moments happen probably once a decade, but when they happen, you know it and take action.
1: Awesome. Uh, Gene Munster is the uh, one of the founding partners of Loop Ventures. Uh, Gene, we always appreciate your insight as always. And Todd Gordon, uh, want to give Todd a plug as well because Todd uh, is not only a CNBC contributor, but he's the founder of Inside Edge Capital Management. Uh, Gene, Todd, uh, thank you so much for coming on and Benzinga Live today. Always a pleasure to
4: chat with you both.
5: Thank you. Thanks, guys. Had
1: a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Yeah,
5: great input.
4: Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Gene.
1: See you guys. All right. All All right. right. Have a good one, Todd. Have a good one, Gene. All right. Uh, Joel,
4: that was fun. Yeah, man. I mean, the wisdom between those two guys. I mean... I don't know. It just it, it oh. it's you know you can read stuff in textbooks and you can look at the charts all you want and you can you know you anticipate earnings and you can make fun of Wall Street analysts but you know when when you spend time with with people that are so dedicated to their you know their profession and and are just so I mean so level-headed in what they're yeah. talking wait,
1: about wait, real fast and hold on todd before you leave i see todd lurking Todd, it, 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 there was a question in the chat about someone uh rat at one oak said he uh he's interested in becoming a financial advisor if you could drop some insights for for him uh in in the live in the youtube chat right now we would appreciate that because Todd just made the pivot himself. Um, but uh, Joel, uh, thank you so much for arranging that. Uh, you know, Gene and Todd are busy guys, obviously. So, so uh, their knowledge uh, is, you know, uh, <laughs> they've they, they've forgotten more than I know, right? We'll, we'll put it like that. They've both forgotten more than than, than I know. So uh, we always appreciate. Always great to hear from them, um, Joel. I'll talk to you again in a couple hours, I guess. Okay.
4: All right. All right. Joe, right,
1: right, Joe, reminder, two o'clock. Don't forget
4: yeah yep cancel orders don't let's leave go, your baby. desk cancel come all on. orders come on pump and pow baby come on just crank that thing you know don't just like grease it up and just kind of like let let us down slowly kind of like yeah. what gene said but okay back at the all close right. with you all thank you very much
1: all right see you in a little bit uh our next guest is already here we got to keep it going let's bring him on right now uh gareth Holloway. Uh, we're in, we're talking uh in the money stocks and uh, Gareth, we, we I see you. I hear you. What's up, man? How are we doing? Hey, I'm
8: doing really, really well. How are you doing? All right.
1: Doing great. I got A B joining us as well. Uh, Gareth, don't forget, 21 minutes from now, That's we have it. a Fed meeting.
8: I got the alarm set, ready to
7: All go. All right.
1: Making sure if, if you learn nothing else today, it's uh, set an alarm yeah. 20 minutes from now. That's it. Uh, Gareth, curious how uh, the last few days and weeks have been like for you. Um, how are you approaching this this, this meeting here?
8: If, if at so, all. so definitely the big thing about the meeting, and this came up after the PPI number, which I think was yesterday morning, uh, the inflation is just so, so hot. The pressure is on Jerome Powell to act. I mean, I'm sure the Biden administration is pushing him to act against inflation now that it's becoming an issue for a lot of the voters for the de- Democratic uh, Party. Right. You have the middle income, the lower incomes that are just getting crushed Under inflation, so my guess is they're going to up their taper uh, coming up here. And the question is, do they give us guidance on when interest rates could go up? And that could be something that the market's not quite ready for.
1: Could not agree more. They've already said they're going to probably speed up the taper. So it's a question of, um, uh, and then they've also said that they're not going to raise rates until the taper is done, i.e., until they're they're no longer buying any treasuries, right? So, like, does that take? one month does it take five months right it's sort of the question my my
8: guess if i had to just guess i would say they'll finish the the tapering by the end of march so the end of the first quarter and then they might indicate as soon as the the beginning of the second quarter raising rates so it's a lot faster than first anticipated but honestly i mean the ppi numbers were just ridiculous i mean it's amazing how much inflation's out there and it's not going away remember when when it's ppi it's producer price So that means it's the producers getting hit with it. Eventually, they pass it through to the consumer. So that tells you, it's basically like a leading indicator when you have the PPI numbers so hot.
0: So, so Gareth, we've talked in the past when you've been on the show about being kind of a, I don't know, contrarian trader. Like if everyone's saying they hate this stock, then we're going to look at it and say, hey, maybe maybe we like this or or vice versa. Um, It seems like all week, everyone's been very bearish. Mm -hmm. Do, Do you see a case where... Uh, maybe we have a surprise announcement and we see a rally after the meeting.
8: Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, that that would not shock me one bit. And and what you can see here, there's a couple signals, right? Number one, as the markets are going down, they're already pricing in that more hawkish Fed. So the market, you know, without knowledge of what's going to happen, the market is always nervous. They're thinking, all right, is it January? They're done tapering February, March. Oh, my goodness. So once we get some clarity on that, that does kind of clear up one of the fears for the markets and the markets can say, okay, I'll digest that now. And the other thing that that is kind of interesting is that yields are not going up right so if if they're going to start raising rates sooner and inflation is hotter you would assume that the 10-year yield would be surging higher towards two percent and it's not and what's scary about that for me as an economist is that you have to wonder why and is that telling us that the the market that the bond market's anticipating economic growth to slow down and that's really the only thing i can think of of with the, the hot inflation numbers why the bond market's not reacting more on interest rates
0: well well what about the argument that the high inflation numbers the ex- expectation to for for the rates to be raised all that's already priced in.
8: Oh man, I mean if it is that would be absolutely miraculous considering where the stock market currently is. I mean if all that if I mean think about it you're removing 120 billion a month and that's $1.5 trillion a year just out of the system. Then you take out the, you know, last year we had all these checks going out to Americans, massive spend because of COVID. I mean, you're removing so much that if that was, if the market downshift that we've seen here was it, I would be absolutely floored. Well, um, one can hope. Yeah.
1: Everything is priced in all the time. Therefore, no, nothing is priced well, in. And, Gareth, yeah. You want-
8: Sorry, yeah. and I was just going to add one more thing. One of the things that I've been noticing more and more is that have you guys noticed how the leading stocks, there's less and less of them? It used to be like, you know, Tesla was a leader. It used to be, you know, even Rivian was a leader. Then you had Apple and Microsoft and all these others. And, and it, the Teslas have kind of passed on now. So as Rivian, it's just like a few stocks. And if you bring up, let's say, a basket of 100 stocks, I would say 90 of them are in bear market territory already. Mm-hmm. So the breadth sure. of the market has gotten very, very weak. And if these, like Apple and stuff, start to de- decrease, if they go down, the market definitely could see some downside.
1: Or on the other side of that argument, because like you like you said, the breadth of the market sucks, right. and yet the SPY and the Qs are, are near all-time highs. If that breadth recovers, right, that's not necessarily to say – like if, if breadth recovers on the one hand, and on the other hand, the, the leaders, the fangs, stop going up, um, maybe the uh, the – how do I put this? Maybe the the concentration that the FANGs have in the in the major indexes, maybe that gets smaller mm-hmm. and maybe we still keep going higher. I don't yeah. know. Just, or, just or a hypothesis.
2: like
8: you're saying, and maybe at least it 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 kind of stops the market from really selling off, like maybe it's kind of a neutralizer, right, where you have those stocks. And it's possible um, for sure. So, I mean, that would be nice. I mean, I, I've, I'm invested in a bunch of these like Viacom and I'm like, all right, this thing's trading at a seven P.E. Why the heck is it still sticking here? And and it just doesn't go up. So i mean you know i've definitely been affected by some of these that don't make a lot of sense in this environment but it is what it is but you're right i mean there's always a chance of that if if i can show my charts here what you guys can see is um, we're basically stuck in this channel right so that's i think the best indicator for us as technical you know traders is that as long as you stay within this channel that's been going on since basically the march 2020 lows Then the market, you could kind of give it the benefit of the doubt, right? I mean, you know, as long as it's staying, this is an upward trend, very obvious to see. But I would be very cautious if you break this lower trend line here. Again, notice how it really hasn't broke for a long time. That's where I would get scared of the market downshift. So as long as it stays in there, you're right. I mean, you give the market the benefit of the doubt right now. Give the Fed the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they know the secret sauce to keep us going higher. Benefit of the doubt.
1: That's a contrarian take. Uh, okay so what gareth what 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 stocks are on your radar obviously with the caveat that everything that we say now could go out the window in 15 minutes but uh what are what's on your radar right now
8: yeah so so i've been kind of slowly accumulating some of the plays that i think are going to do well in 2022 there's something called the january effect so usually what you see in december is any stock that's gotten hammered for the for the whole year the tax loss selling to offset gains is really concentrated in those names. So, for instance, like a CGC here, uh, canopy growth, the marijuana stocks. I mean, you can see this this chart has just been absolutely atrocious the entire year. So, there's going to be additional selling into the end of December. But once you get into January. All that selling, if anyone was going to sell this stock, they're going to do it in December for the tax loss purposes, which removes a lot of, s- of sellers in January. And you usually see what's called the January effect, and it usually sees a pop to these stocks. So something like this, Viacom, Discovery, at and I'm kind of focusing on better quality in many cases. Not that CGC is the greatest of quality, but an ATT that pays a good dividend. You know, this stock, again, has just been pounded and probably seeing some tax loss selling over here. So these are the ones where I'm saying, okay, it's a good quality stock, pays a great dividend, profitable, and it's been beaten down. I feel safer in these names versus a Tesla or something else that is basically shot to the moon over the last 12 months or so.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm down with that. It, 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 it's so funny because every there have been periods, very brief periods over the last couple of years, maybe a couple of days or even a couple of weeks or even a month is where, where value outperforms. And yeah. for those brief windows of time, all the value nerds are like, see, see, I told you, but it never <laughs> lasts.
8: It I know. It never lasts. It like keeps teasing us us, you know, who are investing in these yeah. stocks. You know, you get these little blips up and then it just kind of reverses and takes it all away.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That discovery chart. Vicom looks identical. They're, yep. they're disgusting. Um, gosh. Yeah, there there was
8: an interesting note by an analyst yesterday that said Discovery, once the merger gets closer with HBO Max, could double in value based on the valuation that HBO Max is going to bring to the table. So, again, doesn't mean a hill of beans, frankly, but but just worth kind of keeping an eye on that these things have gotten so cheap that that there is some sort of value. And again, if you're if you're someone like me that's concerned about the Fed withdrawing a lot of their liquidity, you want to kind of go. If you still want to be long the market, you want to be carefully long and stocks that have been beaten down that are good quality names are a little bit, not to say safe, safe, but safer than other names. I would say.
1: Yeah. I forgot all about that. That was like, they announced that like six months ago. The, yeah. the, 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 so discovery. So, okay. So eight, what's the merger again? The AT&T is spinning off like Warner media, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and they're merging that spin off with discovery is that correct i think that's correct I don't that's know. that's what i've
8: heard right so yeah you okay. have so so you know what i do as i'm looking at like a netflix valuation or, or something else and not that hbo max is quite as big as netflix but i'm saying to myself you know they spin this thing off you know they combine these companies it's got to be yeah. a you know close to a hundred billion dollar company right there um is that good for at and i assume at&t will still own some of that that new company um, so that could be a value play. And then also, what is, I don't, I don't, I got to look closely at the deal, like what share size, how many shares of HBO Max and so forth or Time Warner Media goes to Discovery. But, uh, you know, it to me, it's one of those things where when it's beaten down this much, you know, tucking a little bit away into next year when the merger happens could be a good play.
0: Yeah. And, and someone in the chat earlier was asking about ATT. I don't know what's going on with ATT. It's just been on yeah. a historically the bad run. It does not look pretty right now. Uh, sh- shout out nomadic trades in the chat as well we miss you Jamison we got to get you uh on the stream sometimes yeah we'll Jam- on- Jamo where you been man Ja we'll get, just get you on on this stream uh so- sometime soon for 15 20 minutes um all right Gareth anything else in particular I know I know we've been watching uh the uh financials into the meeting and anything else
8: yeah I mean you and I have talked about out alibaba before alibaba oh, a number of it, times it today you know we keep on getting these big bounces and then it, it continues to break our heart it does have a short-term bull flag here but again you just don't know where the kind of the the chinese regulation is going to end with the diddy delisting where is diddy going to be you know that's by the way when we hear from diddy and by the way they hired goldman sachs i believe to do the delisting that's actually a good sign in my book because goldman sachs was part of the company that brought them public and my guess is Goldman doesn't want to burn a lot of the investors that bought from Goldman at $14 a share at, you know, if, if it's if it goes private or flips over at a certain dollar per share value. So I'm hopeful that Diddy will be a positive for the Chinese market, maybe some clarity on, on delistings in the future. And, and yeah, we'll see from there. But you know, definitely still still eyeing these at the current valuations. I saw some note yesterday that said the hang sang. Market the Hong Kong market is trading below book value. The whole entire market is now trading below book value, which is just absolutely insane.
1: Well, that's what happens when, uh, <laughs> when growth is at a favor, you throw the baby out with the bathwater with that's the right. Alibaba. I mean, um, so as, as i have you know, I've been saying this repeatedly, I think I broke a record, but like, you know, next year it may take, it may, it may take a few months or a few years, but we're going to look back and say, wow, Remember when Alibaba was at like one hundred and fifty or whatever it's at right now? I don't even know. One hundred and twenty. One
0: hundred and twenty. Okay,
1: sorry. One hundred
0: and twenty. I don't know what it's at right now. I don't know where it's yeah. at right now. Um, I can't re- see that
1: far. Remember when uh, when when DraftKings was was in the double digits? I mean, that was hilarious, right? I mean, yeah. Um, but- yeah. Is it gonna be the
8: one where it's like, oh, I wish I bought Bitcoin at like a thousand dollars, and you right. know that's what you're gonna say about Alibaba? <laughs> right yeah
0: um so, so just so for some clarity in the chat uh 2 p.m they'll be making making the announcement and then after uh that 2 30 they'll have the press conference um someone in the chat saying bring Symbol. and we'll get we'll get Brett back on soon no worry yeah all right um we God, I'm almost getting nervous here we're nine minutes out from the announcement
1: and then, so so here's what's gonna happen at two o'clock, right? Two o'clock's gonna happen. Aaron and I will probably on it for a couple of minutes, but we're gonna end the show then, and we're gonna redirect to the roadmap, which is our our, our NFT show. And then at two thirty, or actually a few minutes before that, at two twenty five, when uh they're getting the stream ready for the actual press conference, we will have a separate stream for the press conference. That'll be uh. Again, that'll be at like a, in like a half hour from now. Uh, I'll put the link to that in the chat, but it'll be on youtube.com slash Benzinga. And, and that's where uh, you'll be able to watch his statement, and we can all watch either uh, either the world goes up in flames or we're all just being way over dramatic here. Can, can we
0: here. get uh, a chart back up real quick? I yeah. want to look at a couple things For, real quick that, that have been moving intraday the past hour Ooh. or so. Uh, Gareth, let's pull up SoFi. We were talking about SoFi earlier. Um, and I saw on the, yeah, let's go like 15 minutes or something. Yeah, there you go. So I don't know if, it, if this is why SoFi is moving up this much, but Bitcoin is too. So maybe it's, it's, um, let me see.
8: So that's your, that's your intraday short-term resistance coming up. Looks like around 1450. If it can break through 1450, it's got, might get some legs and additional squeeze. Yeah.
0: Well, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> To see if, if if whatever the Fed announces will have an impact on SoFi, but I, I found that interesting. SoFi up about two and a half percent over the last hour. So Bitcoin moving nicely too.
8: Yep. Yeah. Let me bring up the Bitcoin chart here. Yeah, Bitcoin's been kind of in this stuck in this range recently, where it's 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 yeah, actually that's a great move. And this is all, by the way, this is all jockeying going into the Federal Reserve announcement. I mean, this oh, is what it is. I,
1: I you know what I love that. Can we let's keep that up? And I'm also looking at the Qs. Let, let's see if we can get the Qs, Bitcoin, and like. The TLT up. Aaron, can you get the TLT up on yours? And we could just go
0: back and forth. I don't care about bond yields.
1: No, but I want to see movement. I want to see volatility.
0: I want <laughs> volatility. to see some action. Well, then let's, let's look at VXX. Oh my
1: gosh. Fine. VXX. You want to look at some VIX thing? That
0: I don't know. Fine. TLC. I'll do
1: let's do VXX. No, v- there's TLT. I don't even know what the VXX is. What? what how does it even work? It's just it's It a, just tracks VIX. It just tracks. Is it an ETN? ETS? It's an ETN,
0: yep. Which Spencer, if you're curious about what an Etn is, Spencer can describe it to you. I'm not going to right now. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't feel like it right now. All right, uh, Bitcoin.
1: Wow, can we zoom in? Is it what is this? A 15 minute chart? Can we zoom in on that chart, Garrett? Yeah, I want to look sure. at the last those last few candles. Um, yeah. I'm going to really want to be looking at as many charts as I can in the next 10 minutes or so. Um, But that Bitcoin move, okay. This is going to be worth watching in the next few minutes, for sure. How does Bitcoin react to a Fed announcement? This
0: will be hilarious if we see just the the markets absolutely rip in after the, the Fed announcement. Because everyone has been so bearish. And it's like, look- what, what, what does it say? History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. We've had yeah. Jerome. How many, we Mark, Mark how many times have we seen the markets? Um, how many times have we seen the, you know, Mark Twain's from Missouri. I, I was joking. Um, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, Jerome Powell, like every time he's spoken in the past, what, two years, year and a half since COVID, really, the markets just go insane. So to bet against Jerome Powell right here, yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm not going out buying puts. Um, but But let us know in the chat how you're playing this.
8: Yeah, and I I agree with you. I mean, in general, he's been he you know he doesn't want to ruffle the market's feathers, right? I mean, you know, he doesn't want to cause a crash. He doesn't want people to remember him as the guy that caused a crash. So he's gonna try to he's gonna say what he needs to say, but he's gonna also I think say the Fed will always just like he always says, the Fed will be there if anything happens. We'll be there. We'll start. You know, things are subject to change, and he's gonna try to kind of cushion whatever he says uh, if he has to be more hawkish. There's no doubt. So I wouldn't be surprised oh. if the markets bounce.
0: Wow, uh, Gareth, if we pull the SoFi chart back up and go down to maybe like a five-minute. Uh, looks like we, we got to that level that you pointed out and, oh, yeah. um, and kind of came down from there a little bit. So like you said, we need to break through. What, what was the level you said, 1450?
8: Yeah, it seems like 1450 is the spot there. Let me get that right trend line. That's not the right one.
0: Again, it, it, it's kind of to me. It, it might not be worthwhile like doing the charting on this stuff because anything could happen in four right. minutes once this announcement is made. Um yeah. But Sofi definitely making a good move over the past hour. Or so uh, uh, let's see. Anyone in the chat got anything? They're they're playing into the into the meeting. Quantum saying he's I QQQ at 380.
8: Let's take a look. Uh,
0: here. Jesus Reyes is saying he's absolutely bullish. HODL and to the moon, no fear. Love it, Jesus.
8: At, I mean, Just looking at the intraday queues, I mean, this is the level it's got to hold down here, 384. If this gets broken on the Fed, then that could be trouble. I mean, you could see a big down day. So, you know, it's got a little downside it could go without breaking that level, but that's your technical level right there. No doubt about it. Uh,
0: Someone, Ch- Chintan, is saying they're playing arc puts. So they're, they're hoping for, if, you, if you're buying arc puts, you're hoping that they raise rates yeah. and growth just gets hit um those arc puts if you're buying
1: arc if you're buying arc puts now you're hoping that they raise your rates in two minutes that's what you're hoping for (laughs) (laughs) which is not gonna happen
0: just so we're clear um
1: that's we we don't
0: know what's gonna happen roblox Kendrick duke said kendrick how you playing roblox that's roblox might be uh like the the epitome of growth tech name you know
8: Yeah. yeah yeah There's your arc trend line. That's what it's been hammering on. So that's – I mean it's amazing because as we go into this Fed decision, there are so many charts that are on key pivotal levels. So it's like you're either going to get a monster bounce or probably a big flush over the next few days. Someone – the chat's flying now, so I can't see it. But someone said Tesla calls. I love
0: that. That's what I like to hear, some YOLO calls into the meeting. Tech is moving.
1: If you look at the ARKK, it's moving. We're above 91, almost at $92 now in ARKK. So we are inching up – into, could be, could be hedging. We don't know. No. Uh, we are going to stay on for a couple of minutes past the hour. Um, Aaron, can you just share, can you share your charts so we, so we can just get a variety of charts going here? Because I, I want to go back and
0: forth real quick. And I'm going to try
1: to get the statement. You, you wanted su- me to
0: have TLT up, right?
1: Wh- whatever you want. I don't actually care. We're just something. I, I've got ARKK on my screen. GameStop. Well, uh, Gareth's got Tesla. You, you want GameStop? I was kidding. No, I I feel TLT. can you do Bitcoin or something? I'll do Bitcoin. Okay, cool. It's a good. Um, Yeah, uh, it it could be a short covering, you know, but we we are, we are rallying, rally is the strong word, but we are going up into this meeting here.
0: Oh, there's definitely like positive momentum going into the meeting. I don't know if that's uh, a good thing necessarily. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Hopium. (laughs) Yeah.
8: Yeah, it's Tesla right. starting to inch up a little too. All of these things are inching up.
0: I asked this earlier, Gareth. I I, I like to think that uh, Powell is, is like driving to the meeting, or he just got there, and he he's still about to decide what he's going to announce. Like he's going to flip a coin. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling no rates today. Yeah, yeah. no rates
8: day. Well, I and, and I, I think it's also important to remember that. That sometimes the first move is the wrong move, meaning that I've seen the market flush initially, then reverse and rip, and then vice versa. Absolutely, no, Gareth, be ready real fast.
1: Gareth, can you, can you pull up spy or cues or something on, on yeah. your end? Just so, and, and we'll all keep it that Yo, open here. the spies,
8: into the spies. Uh, Fifteen minute. There we go.
1: Can, well, can you go to? A, can I ask you to go to a one minute chart? Sure. Or
0: it's or gonna just, look uh, crazy, Joel. Joel would not like that, Spencer. Dude, chill with
1: the. It's one minute. <laughs> it's it's all right. It's I'm not, just saying, Joel does. Joel is happy that I use the one. All right, start uh, uptick
0: a little bit more. Oh,
1: here we go to the moon. No, to the floor. <laughs> All right, to the, floor. Um, to the window, to the wall. Everyone, everyone, refresh. I, I, I'm refreshing my. Uh, uh, oh no, not. At oh, here head. we
8: go. A little bit of a sell.
1: I'm that going to Twitter
8: on the one I'm minute, no, but
1: I'm on the Federal Reserve website and the statement's not up.
8: It's Because the the institutions get it first, guys. Come on, no, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's up. OK, here we go. All right. Uh, so oh, see, quick reversal. So blah, blah, blah. Uh, you, you, I'm, I'm going to skim this uh, and read out loud for you. Um, committed to a full range of tools. Yeah, we know that. Uh, this is all generic. OK, maximum employment over 2% or inflation rate of 2% in the long run. Uh, yeah, so keeping rates the same right now, that's not a surprise. We knew that. Uh, the committee expects it'll be appropriate to maintain this target wage until labor market conditions have reached levels consistent with the committee's assessment of maximum employment. Um, to, uh, the committee decided to reduce, yes, we know tapering, so they're reducing the, the pace of their bond buying. Beginning in January, the committee will increase its holdings and treasury securities by at least $40 billion per month, which is looks like that's in line wait uh, is that in line um no it's lower so they're increasing the the rate of their tapering there um okay so the statement by itself doesn't really say it kind of says uh increased tapering there's nothing really surprising out of the statement here uh what chart is that is that the spy
8: this is the spider one minute you got a head and shoulders but it hasn't broken yet it's getting getting saved right at the neckline right here now they're starting to push it back up they're trying to reverse this thing
1: Okay, the committee would be prepared to adjust the stance of monetary policy, as appropriate if risk emerged. Yes, yes, yes. We know. Okay, it's all very boilerplate. That's how these things always are. Um, okay, so it's kind of what we knew, right? Obviously, no rate hike now, and more de- de- more deceleration, more tapering of their bond buying. Uh, can we pull up a chart here? I see we got the spy up. Do we have? Uh, yeah, let's pull up some tech. I, I've got tech up on my screen. I've got ARKK. Uh, ARKK popped and is now reversing. AB, of Bitcoin. What's Bitcoin doing? Bitcoin's a hedge, supposedly. It's what they tell me. Um, Bitcoin not really moving. What's going on with Bitcoin? Is, is, is your chart? I don't know. Let me refresh it real quick. Let me refresh your chart, please. Let's go back to Gareth. We got the spy. Okay, we dipped and we bounced. We dipped and we bounced. It's
8: still wavering now. Big drop. They might you be drop waiting a, for the the statement you know you got jerome powell coming out to answer questions that could be yeah you
0: get the earnings but it's more about the guidance right yeah. exactly exactly so the statement that we just got was that uh no rate
1: hike w- now which we knew and uh they're gonna keep on the tapering they're gonna keep on uh buying less bonds than they than they have been and less treasuries than they have been till eventually they get to a point where they're not, they're not buying at all and at that point, they're going to start cutting rates. Uh, that's what this decision just said. Uh, we don't know more. We we'll know more until the uh, we we we'll know more at the press conference. But um. Uh, oh, CBT, BT. See, this is why I love the chat because I can't. I only got so many screens in front of me right now, trying to watch 10,000 10, things at once. So we uh we we are guiding some two to three rate hikes next year.
8: So okay, okay, so Fed doubling taper to thirty billion that basically puts it in line with that March ending in March, uh, with potential rate hikes after March. So end of first quarter.
1: And then from there, we probably get a a rate hike there, a rate hike into the summer or the fall.
8: So All right. it seems like the so, market right now is telling us it basically expected that, or maybe it's not as scary as as people. Yeah, thought. this is
1: not this is not a surprise. This is what we said. This is not a surprise. Yeah. The 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 real fireworks will come if they say anything crazy. At the conference in, in a few minutes, but uh, okay. So now we're rallying here.
8: There's you just hit a little resistance. You're pushing through it though. Next spot is going to be the top of the head right here. And if you can negate a head and shoulders pattern by taking out the high, that's very bullish. Okay.
1: All right. We do have to hop because I know the roadmap is going live, and we have to redirect to those guys and and uh, send them your way. But uh, th- this has been fun. Uh, Bitcoin, come on. Where's my Bitcoin chart? There's my Bitcoin chart. Come on, Bitcoin. Bitcoin ripping. Bitcoin ripping.
8: There you go. They're going
1: forty-eight. Do I hear forty-nine? <laughs> All right, bullish for growth, I suppose.
0: Look at Tesla too. Tesla turned on the day was down two and a half percent. Now it's green. Nice. Okay.
1: Um, the interpretation here is yeah, this why this is good news because they're not they're, raising rates. No, they are raising
8: rates, just well, not right tight. now. They're, they're tapering faster, right? Yeah. Apple rip it. Oh well, my Well, that's
1: God. that should be. I'm confused, guys. I'm, I'm so I'm confused. confused. I'm so confused because, uh, this is the kind of thing that on paper you don't want for a growth asset, but here we are. Bitcoin is popping. Ab just said Tesla's popping. Is that true?
0: Well, it it, it reversed. It was down two and a half percent, and then it's now in the green. Yeah. Every, oh, yeah, all, yeah all, all, all right. Nice all popped. Growth
1: popped sell value by growth is what just happened there
0: i bought some yolo sofi calls earlier today great they're doing pretty well
1: all right we got to we got to wrap gareth always a pleasure man thanks for coming on benzing Live right. today
8: thank
0: you guys for having me take care i right. hope, hope i hope you've got some fun plans for the holidays we'll get you back on in the new year
8: thank you happy holidays guys
1: all right all right we we gotta hop the roadmap is going live right now if you want to tune into the press conference go to youtube.com slash benzinga i will put the link in the chat one more time it's not going to start uh the press conference that is won't start for uh 25 minutes or so uh but i'll put the link to to watch our stream right now and you'll be able to watch the Roman palette but we got to go the roadmap is going live if you have any questions at all about nfts today is your day they're ta- they're doing basically a full show of q a and and news so send them your questions this will redirect to that stream uh for aaron Bree, i'm spencer we'll catch you guys later and um stay green out there and
0: uh peace and love y'all we'll be back tomorrow right yeah that's the plan tomorrow we'll be back tomorrow all right all right